open up the app and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters Labels, graphic design, there's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is you're tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Beers. All right, check it out. This is the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast back in effect after, you know, we just took a few weeks off, take a few, you know, just fucking take a, um, you know, sometimes you need a bloody mental health break and uh, to get a few things in order. Um, yeah, there's been some going goings on with this show over the past um, week or two in particular. Um, we'll, we may navigate those issues with you guys into the future, but I mean, you know, shouts to our Patreons and everyone that is hanging in there with this podcast. We've been receiving a, uh, an abundance of messages and as you may know, we um, we had to start a new Instagram account as stated. I'm, I may or may not get into that in the coming weeks, but yeah, We've been doing a bit of a restructuring of Beers, Beats and the Biz in recent times. And, um, you know, we're bringing some new people on board, getting rid of some dead weight while at it. And, um, you know, just trying to make this the business it is. And, man, we've got a lot of people out there believing in what we do and we can't thank them enough from me and Insidious in, in particular, man. You know, like it's um, – I've been receiving a shit ton of messages and specifically over the past couple of days and stuff. But, I mean, fuck, let's get down to business. I mean, the the uh, Patreon and all that kind of shit, we were actually um, quite literally – locked out and um, removed from our Patreon and all streaming platforms uh, over the past couple of, well, over the past few days in particular, but as of last weekend. So I'm not sure when you will be listening to this. We just have to make sure we can get, uh, you know, we can get back onto all our streaming services. That's Spotify, SoundCloud and um, Apple Podcasts, obviously iTunes and all that kind of thing. And um, we'll be doing so much more with this into the future. Trust me. Like, you know, we've got some fucking, man, we're already coming through new equipment right now. And as stated, you know, We've just been doing a bit of a restructuring, a few things around here that, you know, in time we may or may not fill you. Well, you know, use cunts will get fucking, use cunts will get filled in. Use cunts will get the fucking drill when we uh, when we get to it. But listen, man, I don't want to fuck around too much. We left you, um, Jesus, when did we leave you? A few weeks back and I think the last episode was Reach, WCA. I mean, it's been a few weeks since then, but big shouts to Reach, man. What a legend, a legendary dude. And um, just a great conversation, man, and a great, you know, a great sort of historian of culture. Like, you know, he's been documenting stuff forever and, you know, beyond his own contributions, beyond being a style master of his own accord and all that kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, big shouts to Reach. You can go back through the history books, man. I mean, we've been at this for 80-something podcasts. We don't stop this work even when we have to have a couple of weeks off just for, you know, just for just for other purposes, extenuating circumstances. Life is a uh, Life is a big big broad fucking thing that you know we all need to tend to in different ways so you know we've got shit to take care of as we all do um you can support our patreon patreon.com forward slash beers beats the biz you can find us on social media uh it should be back at at beats the beers beats the biz because yeah as stated we were fucking uh we're recently removed from everything but as of you hearing this everything should be back to normal with any luck but listen on the line right now man we're keeping it you know we're still talking with writers man we're still out there we're looking at hip 
hip hop culture as a whole. And, um, you know, in the broader sense, man, we haven't spent enough time in Adelaide, man, a remarkable city, uh, a city I've visited on numerous occasions just for music and all that kind of shit. And, um, we spoke with, uh, we spoke with Cab a few weeks back actually, but it's an honor today to be joined by, uh, David Houston, faux RCF. He's, uh, he's re- just recently put out the wildfire book, um, puzzle press. I mean, man, like this is an amazing documentation of what has gone on. Yeah, da- David, how are you, bro? Yeah, good, mate. Man, this book, bro, like seriously, dude, like uh, – and, and actually from the outset, I've got to shout out Delts because uh, following Cab, I spoke with Delta, another – you know, just another legendary figure out of Adelaide and he's like, man, you got to get foe on. you got to get foe on. Cab said you got to get foe on. And when you dropped this book, bro, I just saw how fucking busy you were, dude, you know. So I was just kind of like, man, this dude's <laughs> everywhere at the moment. We'll just give him some time. And then obviously we had to take our little break recently, you know, just took take a few weeks off. But, um, you know, man, how's it? been bro the rollout for the book i mean you haven't stopped dude multiple book signings interviews all that kind of shit how are you finding it and especially from the perspective of a writer dude you know i mean you're someone that just sort of played the background forever you know or you know <laughs> largely sat in the shadows yeah um yeah no it's a relief but yeah it's still uh yeah there's a lot of work that goes on and yeah it's just been um yeah whirlwind really the whole ride yeah. so far but yeah you know that'll peter out eventually but yeah there's still work to do on you know, I got you know pretty busy job and all that sort of stuff at the same time. So you know, like, it's like working two jobs sometimes. And yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about. And then you know, yeah, and just you know, the stuff in life that you got to get done. And yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. That's it. How are you find? And it, I like to do nothing sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, bro. Don't we all, man? Like fucking a. Sometimes it's just nice to sit down and do absolutely fucking nothing and not think about shit. But how are you finding it, man? Like the response to Wildfire, dude. Like it is an amazing. You know, it is an amazing documentary of your city, bro, you know? Like, man, like, how, how are you finding that response, dude? Like, I mean, you've been out there, you're doing these signings, man. you got, like, people like us uh, hitting you up thanks, to come on man, shows. but I had a lot of good help with it as well. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. I, yeah, like, I, yeah, it's sort of hard a bit. Oh, I'm not really – I don't really like being out there so much, and I do like to sort of, you know, keep myself a bit in that. But, I um, mean, you know, it's all part of it, and – no, it's a bit of a celebration too, and these are these, these are the, the good parts of graffiti, and that I like to remember, you know, the good yep. times. So, um, yep. no, it's good like that, and you know, and then seeing some of the old faces and seeing them more regularly, and seeing them with smiles on their faces. I mean, and yeah, the reaction that people get, and just the different stories they tell me about the sort of the emotions that, that they get from tearing the pages of the book, and that's just brilliant. Everyone's getting their own thing out of it, and, you yeah. know. And as ABSK said a while back, you know, it's bringing people together and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, that, that's sort of, you know, it's, it's really beautiful, that side of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I imagine it's, you know, like a lot of, you know, uh, you know, a lot of this history is forgotten unless it is documented, man. You know, like what, what went into, what went into, collating all this information because, you know, from like from my perspective, coming from Brisbane, you know, there's a lot of similarities between Brisbane and Adelaide in that we're both smaller cities, you know, versus, well, yeah. versus, versus the other East Coast cities of Sydney and Melbourne, you know, but both with um, definitely, you know, you know, definitely specific styles coming out of our towns, but smaller systems and all that kind of thing. What amazed me, man, is how fucking, how heavily documented Adelaide graffiti was from its inception. Like, you know, it, particularly in the, uh, within the media and the newspapers and stuff. I mean, you got articles in wildfire dating back to what, 84, 85, you know, in the papers and all that sort of shit. Uh, at least 85, I think. But yeah, yeah I, I, 
Yeah, look, I just always had an interest in sort of documenting all of it, you know, and I, I, I sort of experienced most of it, so it was pretty easy to yeah. a certain degree. There was, But there was sort of some stuff before me, obviously, and that that I, I wasn't so up on, and that took a bit of investigation and, and cross-referencing and things like that, and that yeah. wasn't easy so much. And, and look, these, you know, these images, it wasn't easy to get them together. They are sort of a bit miraculous that they even exist, and um, that took a bit of detective work. But um, Yeah, dude, yeah. I think just through, you know, honestly, you know, through my involvement with writing and that, you know, I just got along with most people and that, you know, and, and they respected what I did in that as well and that. And I just think that, you know, that I, I don't know, I'm just a decent communicator and I'm, yeah. I'm an honest bloke and that, you know, and I know I'm sincere about things and that. And I might drag things out. I'm sorry, guys, it took years and that, but. Oh, but bro. I think they all knew I was going to get there eventually in that, you know, in some shape, way or form and that, and that's what occurred in that, you know. And so that 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 gave them, um, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that that made them feel a lot better with sharing what they had in that because these images are precious, of course, and then, you know. And that's without people even lending them to you, you know, like, yeah. you know, just, yeah, showing people and that, you know, the old school stuff's protected like that, you know, like if you're not cool and that and you're not seeing them, mate, you're mm. sure as hell not buying them and you're not printing them, mate. Yep, 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 yep. And then, but, you know, that was the beautiful thing about it as well, the way that everybody helped out and, and, and shared. Like, I couldn't do this without everyone's help. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, a couple of photos there and a few photos there and the missing part of the joint up at someone's house or whatever, and it was all part and parcel to put something together and that, you know, so it needed everybody's help, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know, me, like a lot of other writers too, we just, you know, we're just mad collectors of photographs and articles and all that sort of stuff. mm Mm. Our whole lives as well, and I've been very fortunate to hang on to it all the, for all the years and that, and the turmoil has been, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. young and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah. 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 And I thought, well, you know, and you know, I don't know, you want to make some sense of your bloody younger years and that as well and document it somehow and that. And, I don't know, it justifies it all somehow in my mind. Dude, it, 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 man, it, like, it, it, bro, honestly, man, it takes a special human to create something like this. And as stated, like, you know, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of contribution. It that, takes some special humans, yeah. Yeah, bro. But man, fuck, listen, man, don't take nothing from what you And that was the other beautiful part here. of it as well, you know, like, I got to work with friends, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dudes I've shared the trenches with, so to speak, over the decades and that, you know, 100%. whose personalities and all the rest of it just, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's beyond awesome. repute for decades and that you know, and, and just it. beautiful people to work with, man. That that you know, yeah, on the most part, did it for free and that. Well, I was going to ask yeah. you, man. How how does it come about on Puzzle Press? You know, because I mean, listen, I, like I've been like you know, whatever Puzzle put out since King's Way to you know to his own book and the uh, Zen book, the little Zenith book, and all that sort of stuff. And now this, you know, how did that? I mean, obviously you painted with him years ago. You know, we'll get into all that sort of stuff. We'll get into your history and all that kind of thing. But how did you connect with Puzz beyond Graph in terms of you know going into business together in you know in some regard? You know, with him with Puzzle uh, Press. Oh well, yeah, we all we all knew about yeah, we all knew about. King. King's Way and, yes. you know, the quality of that and then obviously his own puzzle book down the track and, you know. Yep. And, and again, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we know how finicky is with quality and, 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 you know, the standard he sets with artwork in general and that and, you know, and his publishing's no different, of course. And, um, yeah. You know, so I knew it was a professional bloke to go with and that and that he had the experience with it and that. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I was just chipping away, doing my own thing and that, you know, we were just, I, I, I didn't know how to do it or whatever and mm. didn't know how we we're going to get it done. But, on a, you know, if you just write something, you know, you, you've got to get somewhere and that. So we started off with that and then, you know, Rank came on board with 
helped me out with the images and that, you know, and, and polishing those up a bit. And those that required more work down the track, but you know, he did the initial work of all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, then you know, it took years as well to find the right person to do the layout side of things and that because yeah, you needed me. someone who was trustworthy, someone who was motivated. Someone who wasn't just going to spill the beans all over the net and that because they thought it was cool on Facebook. You know, someone who shared the dream and that. Someone's going to do it for free. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly, man. Exactly. You know, someone that knew that was probably going to get done but wasn't doing it for any money either. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't their, their incentive and that, you know. They just shared the vision sort of thing and that. Yeah. So that was cool, you know. Vision, so we had all that together and, and that took years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that took, you know, over 12 years, you know, from start to finish sort of thing and that to get something onto a laptop. And then by that time, Parrish, who was doing the layout with me and that, had moved to Melbourne. So I headed over to Melbourne and we needed to finish up the last part of the sort of the layout that we were doing at the time. Mm. And we knew it wasn't 100% complete. There were a lot of gaps in it and that. We needed to put quotes in and all sorts of stuff. We had other things we needed to work. But we had enough. We fought the show, a publisher and that, and, and, and get their opinion. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We, you know, I coincided the visit with in Melbourne with Parrish to finish off this layout to actually meet up with Puzzle as well. And it wasn't a business meeting or anything like that. It was just old mates and that, you know. But yeah, I wanted his sure. professional opinion about what we had. Yeah, yeah. About whether we're wasting our time or not, you know, because. I thought it was cool, and they all thought it was cool, but was it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, well, like, I mean, when you know, when you're collating something over that period of time, I mean, how many changes does it make, you know? And then by the end of it, you know, I, I, I would presume you're looking at it like, oh, fuck, is this even worth fucking doing at this point, you know? Well, did you question yourself at any point, or were you just were you focused on, you know, focused on the task at hand? I questioned myself the whole way through it and that yeah. because, you know, you got a real duty of care with it as well because it's yeah, not just a book yeah. on graffiti. It's um, the history of my state and that. And That's it. Yeah, I get it wrong or whatever, and that. I, yeah, shit, you know, like I'm, I'm, people be misinformed. That's I like history. I don't like writing lies. And then I imagine navigating the egos of, you know, you know. Yeah, well, that was the beauty the as well of the eighties and that, you know. And that's why I didn't dabble too much further in the nineties. And I was sort of reluctant, even initially, to do nineteen and ninety three and that because, you know, that's when politics do start getting involved in that. And yep. 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 Before that, it was different, man. It was sort of, you know, peace, love and pioneering and all that sort of stuff, you know. There was beef, of course, and all that. Of course there was, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys have moved on. They're out of it. They're not current, you know. It's generally the guys that came a bit later that possibly could still be writing and, mm. you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got the, the whole heap of different personalities dance through with it all and that. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was. It was different like that, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. And has it has it brung like, you know, I mean, you have mentioned and I've seen, you know, just following you on social media and stuff like that, it's brought some of those old personalities back out of the woodwork, you know, like it's brought those people back together and that community yeah, back together. Yeah, like, you know, I knew most people. Yeah. But, you know, even through the course of the book and that, I got to know some people I didn't know a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And I got to meet some people for the first time, like Crash and Craze. And that was a complete honour to me because they're guys I looked up to as a youngster and that, you know, but yeah. I never met them. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. all these years later, you got this project and, yeah, bang, they're straight on board and that and you're sitting down with them and you're sharing old photos and that. Yeah, that was cool. Fuck, dude, that's tough. So, no, it was, it was good like that. And, yeah, no, and it brought other people out, you know, at the signing, Casma popped up, this old writer. Yeah. And I haven't seen him in like 30 odd years and that. Shit, yeah. Since we got, you know, Chase from this bridge, I think it was, and the, you know, paint in 86. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and the other dudes I tracked down, like, I should have been a detective. I'm pretty good at all this. Yeah. yeah the other guys <laughs> I, I tracked down that and just knocked on their door and they're just going, man, I haven't seen you since 86. What are you doing here? Like, wow. Yeah. 
But, you know, you explain yourself, and again, you know, I'm not a bad communicator, and, you know, I'm sincere in that, you know, and I just explain the situation. This is what I'm doing and that, you know. It's been a long-term project. I promise nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. that it will get done, mate, and, you know, don't bloody move, mate, and don't die on me, and you'll find <laughs> out about it. <laughs> no doubt. And, um, you know, and I was treating my word in that, you know, and I'd go back and he wouldn't answer his door. What is a saber, and, you know, I'm putting flies under his bloody windscreen wipers and sliding stuff under his door and that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, prior to that, you know, like, yeah, you just knock on these guys' doors and you ask the question, like, yeah, man, I've got an album under the bed, man. Let's have a look. Yeah, yeah. And, that, it's, and some of these dudes have still got it, like, you know, like they've – Yeah, yeah. Know, that yeah well, there was one was a classic, yeah, one of these photo albums, like it didn't have the cover anymore. Mm. But he still had the rest of it. But, you know, it was cool to see stuff like that. But you heard a lot of bad luck stories as well in that, you know, where people are throwing them out, wish they had it, lost them in a move. Yeah. House fires, uh, disgruntled bloody women, that ex-wives or whatever that destroyed them on purpose. Oh, Christ. Fucking hell. Dudes have just lived hectic lifestyles and that, man, you know, and couldn't yeah, bro. keep yeah. anything and that, you know. And, well, the graph, yeah. the graph lifestyle is a fast lifestyle too, man. It is a hectic yeah. lifestyle for those that are fucking super active in it, man. And I think that's only become more the case, you know, as the 2000s have rolled on, you know, now that we're in fucking, what, 2021, man. Like you just see it more and more and you see how it's sort of – how it's evolved from, you know, where it was guys like you who pioneered the way to magazines, you know, and then egos come into play with magazines and then now it's social media and so much of it is so, so – you know, socially media driven, man. Like so much of it is, and you know, fucking half these beefs can can spill out, fucking, you know, across a Facebook or an Instagram more than you know a train yard, or, you know, or more so than it can a train yard or a wall these days. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But like, bro, how did you get these? Um, like, what's involved in digging up some of these old newspaper articles? Are they largely things that people sort of had in the stash, or did you have to go? You know, as you said, you man, you got these those detective skills, but like, did you have to kind of hunt them down through newspapers and shit like that. Oh, you'd be surprised, man. A lot of people hung on to them. But, yeah, look, yeah. I've just always been a mad collector and I kept the news articles, nearly everything that was printed since 1985 and that. Yeah. But then, I, I, you know, I lost a folder at one stage and that. But, you know, over the years, people have given me folders of, of newspaper clippings and, and photographs and that. Because that's another cool thing because I know I'm a documenter and a collector and that as well. And they go, oh, look, you know, this doesn't mean a great deal to me, but I wanted to go to a good home. I don't want to throw it in the bin. Will you take it? Yeah, yeah. of course I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm happy to be the custodian and stuff like that, you know. But, yeah, no, look, there were multiple copies of some of these around and that. Um, I did go to the library and go through the microfiche and that. And anyone's done that, that's just crazy, man. That's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. It just yeah. really, you know, like I wear glasses and that, mate. I'm blind enough as it is. It's, you know, it was really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. But generally, I was going through the microfiche and that to check dates and that as best as possible to get as much information as possible. Yep, yep, yep. But, you know, you come across other things like old paint adverts and stuff and, yeah. Oh, oh look, you know, I could have done a book, you know, a, a massive book just on newspaper articles, quite frankly. There's that many of them floating around. Yeah. But, you know, and through that as well, though, like, that's an interesting side note with all in that. It's journalists, about, use, journalists use the same bloody formula, mate, for the last 30 years. Yeah, I've heard income, dude. I fucking, yeah, you know, I believe bad, it. Bad kid turned good or, you know, yep. 
someone getting busted and just taken to the cleaners. Like they're, they're all very predictable articles. I mean, they're not going to, you know, you're not going to see an article going, have a look at this old car that was done last night. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fair enough. But, yeah, like they're all very predictable. It's exactly the same formula. Yeah, man, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just the same regurgitated crap for decades. It's and, unbelievable. And did you find it generally the same narrative throughout everything? You know, like even me just sort of flicking through it, you know, like even – because I'm kind of just amazed at how early – Adelaide was documenting this, you know? Like, I don't know that it was going on like that in other cities. I presume it was. I mean, uh, it was. Look, I think, you know, look, it's just a logical sort of thing and that people go and do pieces and that and you think everyone's going to last forever or whatever because you don't know any different, doing tags or whatever. Not to interrupt you. And they go missing so you start taking photographs. Yeah, no, that's it. And not to interrupt you, but I mean more specifically the Adelaide media. Like, that. there's fucking articles going back to 85, man. Like, Yeah, no, it's quite common in all the cities. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, for like someone like a, you know, like a Captain Colour or a Wiki or something like that to make, you know, to to make news, like, because, you know, because they sprayed, you know, they sprayed fucking, you know, man, they sprayed a wall, dude. Like, it's crazy. Oh, but, yeah, you, you also know, got to think, too, that's an Adelaide. Something, you know, like. Yeah, you also got to think that's an Adelaide thing, too, you know. Mm. <laughs> We're pretty conservative. Bro, bro, listen, I come from and Boston, uh, In the 80s, man, like, you just got no idea. It must have been, you know, it was yeah. like the 60s or something, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 80s Adelaide was like 60s, 60s Melbourne or some shit. But that's oh, just of- unbelievable, man. Like, the joint was dead on weekends and shops shut at 12 on Saturdays. And, Fuck, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. There was no banks, though. There's no ATMs, man. Get your money out on a fucking Friday afternoon. Shops were shut on Sundays, you know? <laughs> like, that's what it was. Yeah, man. it was pretty old school sort of stuff and that, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it was all seemed very modern at the time, of course, but in hindsight, it was extremely, yeah. Well, extremely conservative and, yeah, very old-fashioned. This is what, you know, this is why we end up with serial killers and shit here, man, because you could get yeah. away with anything, quite frankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude, and that's the, I, like, man, honestly, like, I draw that parallel between fucking Adelaide and Brisbane, man, because, you know, I mean, Brisbane's always been referred to as the big country town, you know, and it's just... Yeah, and that's what they say about Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're fucking, we're all slowly becoming far more cosmopolitan and following, you know, lockstep with, um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne these days, but, yeah, man, it's crazy. How do you how you know how do you approach graffiti these days? I mean, you're still writing and shit like that. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Because you know, Adelaide, you know, Adelaide, Brisbane, these cities that you know spurned this culture for so many years that persecuted the fucking you know the artists and the writers of it. Now they embrace them. Now they employ them. You know, I mean, even Queensland Rail up oh, here I employ just, yeah, writers. I don't get too involved with all and that. You know, yeah. I just uh, you know I paint occasionally and that as a hobby, and um, I don't. I don't really know what goes on with the politics of it all one way or another, like yeah, internally yeah. or externally. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, we. Were, I, I'm in a bubble like that. Yeah, like, that's it, mate. That's it. I suppose because, right. yeah, the guys I paint with, you know, we've been around for a while now, you know, it's all yeah. pretty smooth and stress-free. That's exactly the way we want it, so. Yeah, 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 you run your own race. We just rock up and have a good day in there, and it's a great deal of fun in that. Yeah, definitely, dude. Well, let's it's fucking a bit right. hard on the body these days. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. As fucking years go on, man, that's what it, that's what the fuck it does to you, man. But dude, like, let's get into some of your history, bro. Like, you know, I mean, fuck, you started painting what eighty four, eighty five. Uh, 85. Yeah. 85? Yeah, man. Like, how does, you know, how, how does this all come about, bro? Well, I didn't do a great deal in 85, and I didn't do a great deal in 86, quite frankly, yeah. other than dabbled in a few pieces and um, uh, helping them a few pieces, I should say, because it was different back then, and mm. um, doing shit tags and that, you know. But 87, I sort of really hit my straps and that, and 
yeah, didn't look back for a few years there and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then things changed over the years. But, yeah, you know, 87, 88, 89, were, yeah, they were good years. Dude, you really sort of pushed style too, you know, even just going off, you know, like your contributions to Wildfire, man. Also, Wildfire, like, did you take the name from the Spans piece, Wildfire? Is that, you know, is that what you just – Yeah, yeah, that's – yeah, 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 yeah. Well, dude, like you know, we'll get into that was it. Puzzle Press's idea, by the way. Oh, word, sick, yeah, sick, yeah. sick. Is that a, is that is, you know is that a, a widely regarded? Well, there's, piece? You know, there's some we were obviously agreed upon and everything and that, but um, yeah, that was his um, yeah. His idea was yeah, it was a good one. That's a dope man. It's Sums good. it up beautifully, I think. Yeah, absolutely, man. Was that a um? Yeah, word. Can I smoke it, Russ? Mm-hmm. All good. Cheers, bro. Um, yeah, was it like so? Was that a um, widely regarded piece throughout Adelaide, the wildfire piece? Like at the time? Yeah, it certainly was. I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you know, it was nineteen eighty six, but um, yeah, on the outer harbour line, which it was on, you know, next to Woodville, it yeah. was right at this crossing. Yeah, the Wood the Woodville Road crossing. So it was a pretty ballsy sort of place to put a piece in that. But um, yeah, I think you know anything that was pretty accomplished at the time and that, and there were a few and far between, and that was highly regarded. Yeah, and, and and wildfire was just around a corner from Woodville High School, and Woodville High School was, you know, literally littered with all these pieces that were legal and that. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, you know, and 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 all the riders would go there on weekends to take photographs and you know, tag the school or whatever and that. And but yeah, like, like the Woodville sort of area and that, you know, and there are a couple other pieces that Bonjour was just, um, uh, you know, a block and a half away or something, and there was like an AB squad piece and another piece. Next to that. So there were a few pieces in this area and that, you know. So if you're out taking photographs as you used to back then and that, you know, you'd travel around, you'd go to Woodville and you'd hit all those spots and they getting photos. Yeah, man. But, yeah, that, out of all those spots, you know, out of all those pieces I've just named, Wildfire was smack bang on the line. The rest of them weren't, you know. Mm, mm. So, um, yeah, no, brilliant. And, you know, I, I always rated that character pretty highly. I thought that was pretty damn cool, man, old Goofy. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, it's a fucking – 86 and that. Bro, straight up, man, you know, like we often credit Melbourne and Sydney, you know, like coming from the outside states, you know, like we often credit Melbourne and Sydney for being, you know, well, Melbourne specifically for fucking developing and pushing so much style, Sydney for largely creating so much, but like, man, like, you know, I've heard you speak on it in the past, Adelaide style, like, you know, and man, like, honestly, you know, beyond- That's going um, to answer the style, yeah, it's Yeah, different. definitely, definitely, and then, and, and I'll, I'll put it to you like this, man, like as a kid getting Hype Magazine or fucking, you know, whatever, the bits and pieces you could pick up here and there you know if you saw a photo of some Adelaide graph or some shit like that it wasn't until I saw full effect magazine and I only ever got one issue man it was sold here at Central Station in Brisbane but I had one issue when I was about 13 14 and that was like that was really my introduction heavy to what Adelaide was doing and even at the time man news motherfuckers were coming with some just crazy colors and I know that's as that's as the 90s is rolling through we're probably talking about 93 94 at this stage but you know like man like you dudes were definitely pushing it that seemed to be a quite a RCF heavy magazine and 73A and all that sort of shit. You know, like, yeah, man, it was just crazy. Like, you know, because that beyond wildfire and getting wildfire today, man, full effect was largely what I knew of Adelaide graffiti, you know, because hype. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, it's a weird state like that, you know. We didn't really blow our own horn so much and that, you know, and if it wasn't for things like that, yeah, most people wouldn't know. How did you And then, you know, they're pretty motivated here as well and that, you Mm. know. I think Mm. the Melbourne guys realised that, you know, because Adelaide and Melbourne got a bit of a connection with, 
crossing the border on holidays and stuff and that. And they, yeah, they all yeah. know that Adelaide riders go hard. And they- <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you, and you are only fucking eight hours apart or something, aren't you? It's like an eight-hour drive, something like that, from Melbourne. Yeah, to yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So we just used to get the bus overnight or whatever and that, but yeah. Yeah. How did you feel in, in, in that, you know, around those years, in that time, like sort of the early 90s when Hype magazine was big and it was, you know, it was fucking, it was nationwide. Did you feel like, did you feel kind of like Adelaide was marginalised or sidelined somewhat, that it didn't get the cover? That the other states were getting. I don't think we cared to be honest. No, just just out there doing the do. <laughs> Again, that's an Adelaide thing, and that you know, I don't think we really care. We had our own thing going on, on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Hype Magazine was what it was, and that you know, and they had their own thing going on, on that. And, yeah, were you, were you getting that down there? Was Hype a thing uh, for Adelaide? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we always looked out for it and that, you know, and yeah. I collected all of them and that. And yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember Rank showed me the first one I ever saw on that. And he, okay. um, he cut the, he cut the, you know, the subscription thing out the back and that and gave it to someone and they sent it off and subscribed. And yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, no, it was, that was, yeah, that, yeah, it was the first one I ever saw. But yeah, no, we all, yeah, we always wanted to see the latest one and see what was in there and that. But it wasn't like, oh, you know. Why is now shit in there? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always like, oh, wow, look at all this other stuff going on in there. Yeah, man. I was always a bit frustrated. Sometimes there wasn't enough information as to, like, where something actually was. Not what it said or whatever, but, yes. like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. wondered, like, who, who did that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, you I know, mean, look, no. hey, it was, you know, it was a, a, a mag where it gave an insight into a world that, most of us didn't have access to on that man, so you know, did a good job like that. Oh fucking hey. It was and, cool. And it was the first of its kind. We've I mean, you know, for those for you know, sort of long time listeners of the show, we had both the hype twins on. We somehow wrangled and finangled that to happen, man. Like it was yeah. a, it was a miracle getting both those two dudes in. But you know, when we talk <laughs> oh dude, getting those two dudes on the show at the same time was something else. But um fucking <laughs> and man, like go feel free, like anyone listening, go back to that episode. It's an amazing episode, man. Like and you know, we just gave it, you know, we gave it to people, you know, raw, just fucking warts and all but um like you know like when we talk to a lot of the east coast riders man hype is always you know hype is always sort of one of those you know hype vapors those kind of magazines man they're always kind of thing and you know i mean for fucking you know to credit those dudes i mean hype was the first of its kind man i think it was the you know the i can't remember the stats but you know like it was one of those early early magazines that went you know went international even man i think they were pressing fucking thirty thousand. yeah they connections all guys and yeah in germany and all that sort of stuff yeah 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 absolutely well fuck man get vapors was cool before that as well you know vapors man you know we used to love seeing what was going on there and that that was very well put together and that yeah definitely dude definitely that was cool and i think the first full effect was um I think it was like an A4, uh, what was it, A3 page or something folded in half or something or other, no or shit. typed up or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm, mm, mm. What were your thoughts on full effect at the time? Were you just happy to see something like that coming out of Adelaide? Oh, uh, look, oh, you know, I, I know Carlos very well and that, you know. Look, yeah, again, it didn't concern me one way or another mm. re- really that much. You know, I, was, I generally always helped Carlos out with bits and pieces and that here and there and that with him and that. I did the cover for one of them once yeah. and – um. Yeah. yeah. No, look, oh, you know, like, look, Carlos would come around and show me the photographs anyway and that, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't worry me so much the magazine side of things and that. But, yeah, I got a few full effects, of course, and that, but, yeah. Dude, it seemed like, it just seemed, it seemed like a far more sort of pro mag, like, you know, a bit more of a professional magazine, whereas Hype Mag, you know, you could see the fucking tape and all that kind of shit where they were taping, you know, taping things down and having those twins on the show where they break it down. <laughs> oh, well, that gave it its own, yeah, that gave, gave it its own feel as well man. and that. But, <laughs> exactly yeah, PJ right. and Carlos were full effect, man. They, um, yeah, no, they did a good job. But they, you know, taping stuff. 
stuff down as well, and that, that's the way it was done. That, that's how it had to be done. Mm-hmm. The technology is obviously a lot different these days, and that you know, and given their time again, it'd be a completely different story. But oh, um, definitely, mate, definitely. No, it served a great purpose, and you know, here we are, all these years later, we're talking about it and that. So yeah, no, it's certainly they've done a good job of all that, man. They had quite a few. They both had quite a few issues in the end. Yes, yeah. How many issues? Not as many as hype. They had stacks, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, full effect, they had a fair few, and of course, you know, he's doing time bomb now, so. Ah, word. There's a few issues like that out as well, so yeah, yeah, yeah can't yeah. help himself. And it, yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. That's it. But it served its purpose, dude, because you know a fucking teenage kid from Brisbane went and picked it up, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know. And it was, yeah. it was the man. It was Adelaide heavy, and that was the introduction in for most part to Adelaide graffiti for me specifically at that time. Hey, with know? wildfire, I considered all sorts of options, and that and, uh, online was not going to be one of them. But you know, some thick sort of magazine or yeah, some cheaply binded thing or whatever, and that was was always on. The cards, so um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what, what what would occur, but yeah, yeah, man. Well, well, fuck, dude. Let's get into your history, bro. Because as we were sort of stating, and we sort of went off on a tangent, but man, like you do, by sort of eighty-seven, man, you're really kind of you, you know you've developed quite heavily, or you know quite substantially, man. And you're doing some crazy shit, like or you know, uh, I was just really bloody just dabbling in it. I reckon by about eighty-seven, like a bit later on, I sort of hit my straps a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, you know, like oh, I was had a bit of a chat with someone today about this. I don't really consider myself an artist or anything, you know, I was always more of the bomber and that. And, yep, yep, definitely. You know, just, yeah, oh, yeah, I like painting trains and that. It was great fun. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm probably a bit harsh on some of my artwork and that as well. But, yeah, I always like just the simpler sort of stuff and more readable and, mm. and you know, legible and, and uh, yeah. The other guys I really looked up to on that, you know, I just think we're doing way more. And look, you know, doing a book like Wildfire as well, and that will, will, will make you reassess what you did, and what others did as well. Oh, you know, pretty accurately, also, man, because it's under a fine, yeah, you know, it's under a microscope, you know, all these years later, and that with, um, you know, no, no clouded thoughts going on, no bullshit or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's anyway, um, yeah, no, it was just interesting like that. But um, yeah, eighty-seven, you know, we we. we yeah, I started painting on the lines and that, sort of more independently and that and not doing pieces with other people and that. And, you know, the guys, I suppose, that sort of got me into it a bit, sort of faded out a little bit, except for Cage. He sort of carried on with me and that. And then we started going to yards and, and we met other people, other lines like Tents and, and Run and Rust and guys like that, and Sway and Chrome yeah. from the, all the Norlunga line and that. And then younger guys like DK and Cask and all those sorts of guys from out of Harbour line. and Yeah, man. And ranking that from bloody uh, you know, up the Oban and and Plea from up Belair line and yeah How started was... you know networking a lot and that you know and, yeah that's and, it and getting out these other lines and you know doing it properly and that you know that's yeah. it dude that's it now and I always ask everyone how was it navigating your city at that time I mean you guys had the riders bench you got you know like every city had its riders bench and all that kind of thing or most cities but you know like you know how, how did you find navigating Adelaide at that time you know in that era like fucking like getting around the riders bench like what was the sort of what was the communication between riders at the time just bumping in one another, just meeting one another? Yeah, well, everyone was doing the same sort of thing anyway, so there was a chance you would bump into one another. But generally, you know, you had to be pretty organised and that and, um, you know, call them on the telephone and that, make sure they're home because there's no mobiles, of course. Yeah, no, fuck And you, you make an arrangement to meet them and make sure you're there and that's it. And, you, you know, you generally waited half an hour and they didn't show up, that's the end of it, you go and carry on with your day and that. And then, yeah, you know, if you are out bombing the trains and out on the lines or you go and racking at the usual sort of spots and that, you know, the, you might bump into these guys anyway, and that in the course of it, or you see them later on that night. But 
you know, most people, you know, 12 o'clock, it used to be the riders' bench for a time was at the Adelaide Railway Station, just at the steps, just at the gates there sort of thing, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> full view of everything, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if he went down most days, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, on a tw- about 12 o'clock or something or other, probably bound to bump into a few riders up to something or other. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. That's, everyone, that's when everyone started rolling into the city a bit and all that sort of stuff and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have to make too many arrangements there, of course. It was just sort of a, a you know, pretty usual sort of bloody occurrence, really. It was just a congregation. That's where you went, like fucking yeah. you know, just looking for mischief or, you know, just looking but for yeah, something just, else. Yeah, you just had to be organised, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. How does fucking, um, like, how does RCF wind up in Adelaide? Because that was initially a Sydney-based crew, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, yeah, it did start in Sydney and then and was there for a few years and then um, Seven um, ended up moving to Adelaide in uh, – he was there by late 89. I think he'd moved here by early 90 or something or other pretty roughly. Yep. And then he let me in the RCF and then we sort of recruited here and that and had an Adelaide chapter going on on that and then he shut it down in Sydney. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just went off from there sort of thing and that, you know, and then here we are all these years later, all these decades later. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and look, you know, with, with, with that sort of story and that, you know, like guys like bloody Doom and um, a- Ambush and, and Tarns yeah, bro. just, you know, just did that much with it. They just smashed the system. Yeah, man. You know, they, yeah, these are the guys going in the yards and, you know, doing all the lines and all that sort of stuff and, you know. Dude, they were the early riders. Like I said, when I talk about that full effect That was magazine. the next generation that was coming up again yeah. sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. Yeah. yeah, when I talk about that full effect magazine, Ambush and Tarns, bro. And I, I remember yeah. those those two specifically all through those magazines, man. And, and then, just, yeah, all the NA guys and that, way. you know, all coming through as well and that in the same sort of era, but, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a different you, sort of generation. Were you painting with anyone else prior? I mean, obviously you were painting with your mates and all that sort of shit, but did you just, like, cruise and all that kind of shit pre-RC, well, you know, pre your sort of days with RCF, what was going on then in the oh, late, late before, 80s? before, during, yeah, before, during or afterwards, man. I paint with anyone. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't subscribe to that point of view that you should only paint with your crew, but you certainly should do crew pieces and that and make a point of doing them and that sort of thing and have these these crew days and all the rest of it. Of course you should. Mm, mm. But, yeah, you, you know, it, it, we got certain crews and obviously certain riders and stuff in Adelaide that we all get along with and that and, Click with and yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, yeah, you got your fucking mates, man. even, even older, yeah, even some guys that maybe we don't click with so much or whatever. There's a healthy respect, man, because we've been around for that long and that, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so are they, and exactly, man, exactly. Not everyone's going to paint with everyone, you know, it's not one big happy family or anything, but it's not far off in most cases, yeah, 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 word. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, there's a few people I haven't painted with and that, you know, that I'd like to and I will at some stage, but, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. Dude, what, I mean, while we're still in the 80s, man, I've got to ask you, like the Fresh and Funky, like in the Fresh and Funky piece by Wiki that we mentioned just, you know, briefly right at the start, did you see Did you see that? Did you connect personally with Wiki around those uh, years? Uh, not in those years, man. Well, I was sort of, yeah, but, yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, man. I have a think about that all these years later. I'll start with the piece, right? The piece is bloody fantastic. Isn't it? And you know, I, I reckon I was see I was fortunate to go to a high school with some older, uh, some younger riders actually that taught me about it and that you know, and they took me there I reckon for the first time and that because okay. we all had to go pass through the city to go home anyway from school. Yeah, they go go and have a look at this sort of thing, you know. And I was oh, I was just blowing away on that. But uh, yeah, you know, that mate, that you ever been to what is it, Clinic One One Six? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I went there once years ago. Years well, that ago was smack was bang next to that. There's a car oh, park next fuck. to that. Fair income, yeah. 
which is the empty lot where that piece was done in. Ah, nice. And Fresh and Funky might actually even still be there between the two concrete walls because I doubt they painted over it when they built the car park. Fucking hell, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be trashed in that, but it may even still be there after all these years. That'd be a great piece of history to be revealed one day. But anyway, time will tell. How, how How long was it there before something was built in front of it? Oh, a few years, I reckon, or a couple of years or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it was there a while. It wasn't there for ages, but it wasn't there for a short time either because, you know, it was a proper car park for a long time. And it never got buffed. Something no, was, never got buffed. No, no shit. yeah, square nozzles straight on the best of brick and that. Yeah, yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, fucking a, dude. Fucking pretty a. gutsy, man, and, and pretty damn good for nine and eighty four, man. Bro, for eighty four, dude. Like that's it. You, and you got to look at these pieces within the context of the era they're painted in, man. You know, like yeah. some people might pick these books up and go, "Oh, man, this." You know, you know, like you know, say a fucking teenager or something, they might pick this shit up and look at it and think, view it as primitive. But this is fucking. This is the foundation. Yeah, well, he man. wouldn't have seen. Yeah, he wouldn't even have seen Subway up or anything. No. Fuck no, man. No, no, you no. He's no, just no. seen stuff on telly or whatever and that and just gone for it. But, yeah, no, it's yeah. triple wiki like that. But, yeah, I remember wiki at the bench by 85 and that, you know, like, yeah. As a younger rider on that, you know, Wiki and the older guys would rock up. They're only a few years older, but back then, man, it was worlds apart, you know. And oh, yeah, straight up. Miles have been, you know, 20 years or something. Yeah. And but they'd rock up and it was like, oh, there's Wiki sort of thing, you know, like the man in, in town sort of thing, you know. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a bit arrogant in that, you know, from my point of view back then, to be honest, and that, you know, as a youngster. But he wasn't a fuckwit or anything. And there were plenty of those around the bench. But, no, <laughs> yeah. he, he was cool on that, you know, and. It was all cool and that, but yeah, you know, I remember what was it, bloody boy, eighty-eight, I reckon it was. Mm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm at this church in the middle of the night and that painting this wall with him and that, you know, and I'm I'm having a moment just come painting here with Wiki, you know, and we're yeah. mates by then and that, you know, and we've been the best mates ever since, you know, we're getting on like a house on fire, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. In eighty-four, man, it was just this mysterious piece on this wall and that, you know, I don't know who. Who did it, who he was, or whatever, and that, but yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a bit of the talk of the town, sort of thing, and that, you know, him and what he used to get up to, and that, his pieces and everything. Well, dude, I mean, he winds up in a newspaper being called out, and then, you know, paints for what the was what was the band Fab or something like that? Like, you know, what was that? Yeah, yeah, Fabulous Adelaide Band. Yeah, so you can, uh, you know, you can YouTube that Happy People by FAB, Fabulous Adelaide Band. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, was the guitarist or something out of it was actually Ranks. Music teacher at his high school years later or something, but anyway, <laughs> I actually met a couple of those guys. I interviewed them and that for the book and that, and sat down and had coffee with them and that. Yeah, really nice guys. And actually, the photograph in the book was supplied by one of the band members. It was the best photograph we ever had of it. Sick, that's fucking. Yeah, we, we tracked that down years later and that, you know, from him and that. And again, Wiki still had contact with some of these people and that, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so there's this film clip, you know, of Wiki painting the FAB piece in it and that, and yeah. So, you know, he was, you know, he's probably quite, he might very well have been one of the first writers, if not the first writer in Australia, doing some sort of film clip thing. I don't know. That'd oh, be dude. bloody close to it. To it's pretty early. early. Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pre, you know, it's pre Kylie, Kylie Minogue's locomotion with the USA, or was a Bondi, Bondi yeah. in the USA, you know, so it's pre that. You know, and fuck, I mean, what else, you know, what else was coming out of this country, you know? Like, oh, there's yeah, other things that. going on, but as, as a professional sort of thing, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes me wonder, but yeah. No, from an Adelaide point of view as well, like, you know, it's a pretty dead sort of place and that, you know, with him doing all this and, and, and yeah, it was it was big news sort of thing and that. But, you know, he wasn't alone either. There were other people like Sprint who was, you know, very, you know, 
I hate even saying if he was second sort of thing, you know. He wasn't mm. far behind, mate. He's a legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, he didn't have a film clip. He wasn't in the news. He's a different sort of writer and that, you know, different sort of personality and that, you know. And there are some other bigger names like Marl and, and then a little bit later on, Bomber. And Style, Style was a massive name here, yeah, you know, under did. various sort of tags and that. He, yeah. Huge, yeah, yeah. Did fucking just like just and not dwelling on Wiki for too much longer, but did you know that kind of arrogance that you were talking about early on? Did he have that prior to doing these videos and appearing in the paper and all that kind of oh, shit? I didn't know him one way or another, mate, and I couldn't even say if I got it right. You know yeah, what I mean? This yeah, is yeah. just my, yeah, it's just my perception. Uh, yeah, just hanging at the bench and just looking at him, you know, from across the other side of the crowd, sort of thing, and that, you know, was, yeah. yeah. Oh, he must have been like a fucking rock, well, star, was, rock star look, it comes, was, man. Yeah, it was a bit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I believe, I believe it, man. But it was yeah. weird. There was, you know, look, yeah, it, it was a weird situation going on and that, you know, like because um, there was this bloke, Nigel Abella, Nigel B, you know, KJB, he, you know, he gets mentioned in quite a few pieces and that, and Kano did pieces, you know, KJY, KJB, all this sort of stuff was in reference to him. Yeah. And he was this older London cat that came over and lived here, and he's a bit older than all these guys as well, I believe. And I didn't know him at all, but, again, I saw him a couple of times and that. And he seemed to be like this Malcolm McLaren type or something or other, but he's a bit of a shady character and that. But, anyway, he basically got Wiki the Graffiti Rider in, Sprint the Breaker and Mail the DJ, but they all dabbled in graph as well. Yeah. And got him in as this sort of group or whatever and that. You know, he's elite group. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, these guys would, you know, from my point of view, again, at the bench, they'd travel and, you know, <laughs> together in an entourage sort of thing and that, you know, and yeah. I just thought, mate, the, the hell do these flakes think they are? Yeah, 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 no doubt. But, you know, yeah, Sprint was a different character. He wasn't really like that, but, yeah. Man, we're tempted Certainly, to- yeah. It was a weird spell sort of thing that went on on that, you know, and um, I'll tell you what, mate, that, that bloke's photo album, that Nigel's photo album is the one that would be the real treasure trove. Is that right? Yeah, because he kept photographs of what all these guys did in that, yeah. you know, yeah. So often he might only have the. Often he may only he may, he he may be the one that only has the copy of the photograph. You know there were no doubles or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was? But anyway, thing? that's just sort of a legend thing that goes on on that old Nigel's photo album. But anyway, yeah, no, you no. Know, it was weird. These this older sort of this older school that would arrive at the bench and that and what used to go on, especially from again, you know. Myself, but a younger person's point of view on that. And, yeah, maybe I was wrong, but, yeah, it's just the idea I got from it all. Oh, definitely. You had to be wary, mate. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, 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 100%. And then, you know, like, I mean, Malcolm McLaren with Buffalo Girls, you know, like, man, he's often credited as being, you know, like that dude that went in in sort of horde hip-hop culture at that time. You know, he got fucking, you know, he got such and such from here, such and such breakers. Oh, he wasn't connected with him or anything and that. He just thought he was, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And this dude just you know, pulled, like, pulled it was a just similar Because sort of he came from London and he had this bloody connection with hip-hop music that no one else could get and all this yeah, sort of shit. And yeah. he wanted to bring this hip-hop to Adelaide, you know, years ahead of its time and all this sort of stuff and he did start a nightclub here in like 1986 or something the Bambata Club yeah word. that's great but, uh, you know it was you know fairly short lived or something or other because again it was way out of its time yeah. but you know those that are in the know and I'm certainly not one of them mm. he's reputed as being one of, you know a very good DJ and had a great you know collection of music and that or something but yeah yeah right coming again from, you know this is a London. slightly older generation than mine you know these are guys of the much older school than me of course of course these are the real pioneers as far as I'm concerned yeah well dude they're the ones bringing it you know they're the ones sort of fucking planting the seeds but it wasn't for them you know like I say in the book and that you know like you can't google anything you know and all that sort of stuff it's yeah. what you see in the street and this is what you saw in the street was what these guys were up to yeah that's exactly it man that's exactly it and like you said like fucking you know when the fresh and funky piece went up. I mean, there's no Star Wars or Subway. I mean, when did you even see that? When did you guys get Subway out of Star Wars? 
I mean, I think oh, Star, I Wars, Star Wars is both from, yeah, Star Wars is what early '80s Subway Arts, what '85 or something like that. So, oh uh, yeah, well, I can remember both from pretty well. Really, I reckon I saw Subway Art for the first time in 1985. And the writers' bench in Rundle Mall, across from it, was Mary Martin's Bookshop. I reckon it was called. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reckon it was Ecstasy that came over one day, and he goes, "Oh, Subway Art's over there in there." So we all went over and had a look, and it must have been like the most obvious bloody racks book. Oh fuck yeah! And the rack spot going on that, you know, like yeah. Because these guys must have just looked at their counter over the road at the writer's bench out the front of Meyer, <laughs> just seeing what goes on. It wouldn't have taken them much to work out what was happening. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the name of the bookshop. But, yeah, so, yeah, there were a few copies going missing from there. And that was the first time I ever saw the book on that. And then uh, my mum ended up getting me a copy, which was cool. Oh, shit, yeah. And Star Wars, I was pretty fortunate with. I mean, there were a few different versions of Star Wars getting around. You know, there was one taped off the TV from New Zealand, I reckon. And, yeah. and basically, they just ran at different lengths than that. And there's some strange ones I've come across over the years of all sorts of glitches and bad sound, bad pictures, and, yeah, they're all basically at various lengths. Yeah, yeah. But I was very fortunate that Cage I went to school with, his father was a librarian for the South Australian Libraries, and he could get his hand on the projector reel version of it. Fuck, yeah. And not only that, he got it converted to VHS video. Oh, shit. And so he was the only bloke I knew with a ridgy ditch copy of um, Star Wars on VHS tape. Wow. And I reckon that was um, that was about 1987, I reckon he had that. Yeah, fuck. And then, uh, yeah, he lent it to a mate of mine and we used to go to school with him. He taped a bit of tennis over it. That wasn't too good. <laughs> but, yeah, that was after we got a good view on of it and that. But I remember when I saw it for the first time, I went to ABSK's house and I was with Squid and we cooked up a big meal and that. And it was a big occasion sort of thing, man, because, you know, you just couldn't get your hands on this, man. And oh, I just, right. you know, you had to be someone to see it, you know. Like, yeah, no dickhead yeah. could just see it. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah. mate, you're not cool enough or something. So, you know, these guys ripped me a bit in that, but they ended up letting me see it. And that. So the three of us sat down and watched it. Yeah. Actually, that may have been the second time. I reckon maybe the first time was actually at, at school on the projector. Fuck. Just prior to that. Yeah, man. So we had this school camp. There was some school camp going on. I wasn't going. They had Mickey Mouse classes going on in, in, in you know, the majority of the students' absence. Yeah. I remember in the art class, the teacher goes, yeah, next week we'll be watching the movie, Star Wars. And I just looked down and I go, Star Wars? <laughs> she goes, no, not Star Wars. I said, I know what it is. Yeah. Star Wars? <laughs> New York? She goes, yeah. I go, oh, oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up sitting in this projector room. There were like five people in the class. I'm about, I don't know, two metres or whatever from the bloody screen having a great old look. No, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, dude, it fucking would have been, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, I remember the first but, oh, time. But, you know, I was well schooled with the writers that I went to, to school with and that, like ABSK and, and Cage, and yes. they loved New York and yeah. they loved all the scene and all those guys, and that's where I get my influence from with all that sort of stuff because yeah. that was their influence. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, yeah, rightly so. They got good taste. You, you, I mean, you you do a lot of travel in later years. Did you wind up meeting Henry Shelfant and all that? Nah, nothing like that. Never man. came across nah. him. No, nah? no, nah, nah, nothing like that. No, no, no. No, yeah, uh, look, probably the closest I got to old, old, new, old sort of New York classic sort of stuff was um, hanging out with Brim and Shame One Two Five. Man, that was oh, that was pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And those guys just really nice guys and that. Yeah, you know, myself and my son Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was tripping, man. I remember bloody Brim. <laughs> he, says, he says to Christian, you know, oh, your pups has got you sitting on the floor. So, yeah, he gets him a chair and that. They were really nice to him. And they went, hey, you want a solder and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And we had pizza with him and everything. And, hey. Just being a decent, just being a good dude. 
Yeah, yeah, no, we were just hanging out, man. That was cool, man. They're just really nice guys, and that, and, and Brim's intelligent, man. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I was at the Tats Crew studio on that, you know, and and it was a pretty cram Friday night with beer and pizza sort of thing going on. And there's 10, 15 dudes there, and that, and basically it's just sort of a little uh, a doorway you walk in with a set of stairs going up, and that's a small office up the top. But there's all just people crammed in everywhere. Yeah. Where's that? So they're all certainly was that in the Bronx? Uh, in the Bronx, yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah, Bronx. Yeah. So you're certainly not all sitting in the same room. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting down the stairs and that, you know, just hanging out with everyone, there, having drinks or whatever and that, you know, and Bio's on the bloody steps smoking a cigar as usual. Fuck. And um, I can hear this voice. And Avi's up the top. I was with Avi because he lives there and that, you know. And, I'm, and Avi's up the top on that. And I just looked at him and I go, is that what I think it is? He goes, yeah, man. I go, fucking hell, man. And he's straight away, well, that's Brim's voice, man. And then sure enough, you know, as it started thinning out, everyone was going home and that, you know, a couple of hours later or whatever, it just ended up being, you know, the five of us. And, yeah. You know, it was cool, man. We got talking and that. And he lives, he, well, he was living in China at the time. And, you know, we we're talking about this, that, and the other and that. He's a very intelligent bloke, man. It wasn't all just about graph sort of thing, you know. Like, yeah, of course, it's it was Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, it must be an interesting hanging out with Tats too, too though, you know. How organised, like how, did, did you did you get to witness their organisation, like in terms of how they, you know, construct and do so many of those murals and stuff like that? Oh, no, I didn't get to see too much like that. I've no. been there a couple of times and that, and, and you know, well, a few times I think and sort of hung out there with Obi. Mm, mm. Mm. Uh, you can tell they're extremely professional yeah. and uh, motivated and, uh, yeah, yeah, they're family men and all that sort of stuff as well. And, yeah, they're all lovely guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have too much to do with bio. Uh, BG183 is a lovely bloke. Yeah, nice well. is just the nicest bloke going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, they're all just really nice guys and that, man. We had a great deal of fun and, and heaps of laughs and that. You know, it was brilliant, man. But, nah. yeah, just yeah, nice guys and that, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I remember when. A crazy sort of neighbourhood and you sort of, you know, Abe sort of gave me advice, that, you know, I wouldn't stray too far from the route from Tats to the station and back. <laughs> yeah. What part of the Bronx? What part of the Bronx were they in? Oh, I don't know it well enough, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, a fantastic yeah. part. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, part. Yeah. I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's that many great parts of the yeah, Bronx. A but... couple of white tourists, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> when I was there, they were trying to turn the South Bronx into Sobo. So they were trying to go through and gentrify it, and they were renaming it. I don't know how far yeah, right. I don't know how far they got in. This is, well, when was this? 2014. That's when I was yeah. there. And, you know, it was in the news at the time. They're trying to, well, you know, it was fucking, it was making news at the time. So the South Bronx, they were trying to rename Sobo, you know, yeah, right. yeah, in an in an attempt to gentrify and you know, I suppose drive up fucking housing prices and all that sort of shit in the area, man. Like, fucking put another chai, chai latte fucking cafe in and a fucking Pilates center or some shit <laughs> in the South Bronx, man. You know, like it's some shit. But dude, like I've heard <laughs> you talk on fucking Star Wars and um and and Wild Style and all that kind of thing. Like, did you like? <clears throat> I, I heard you say like Henry Shelfant was clutching at straws in regards to making that. I was just wondering where that comes from, man. Like. Well, what sort of knowledge do you have, like, sort of, you know, beyond, beyond, um, you know, beyond what fucking the rest of us might sort of know of Star Wars and stuff? Do you know? Oh, no, nothing too special, I don't think, yeah. in that, you know, but um, I'm just trying to recollect that comment. Was it off that video, was yeah, it? Because I yeah, think I what I was it. referring to was um, the financial side of it and that, you know, mm. getting mm. a complete. But this is just bits and pieces of, uh, you know, perhaps even rumour I've picked up over the years yeah, and that. You know, yeah. I mean, people like myself and Cabin that, and there's certainly others in that, you know, but mm. 
we, we just love New York stuff and we love hearing all the stories. And, you know, obviously Obes fills me in with all sorts of bits and pieces and that that yeah, he's dude. privy to on that over the years and that, you know. But um, That's why I asked yeah, you, Yeah, and, you know, I, I, you. I, I love having a look at any articles online on that, you know, yeah, about different yeah. things and that. Yeah. No, 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 because that just that comment struck me because – and that's why I asked you, man, because I love that same shit too. I love that New York history and all that kind of thing. And I thought, oh, fuck, maybe you met Henry Shelf or maybe you heard something no, like no, some behind-the-scenes like shit. That, no, no, no. Because, no, you know, you were saying no. how fucking like – because that's it. Like, you, you know, there's certain artists that aren't in Star Wars and obviously Star Wars can't be the fucking ultimate documentation of everything that existed in the late 70s and early 80s in New York. There was so much going on. But, you know, between Star Wars and Wild Style, you do get to see that kind of – you know, whether, you know, I mean, I know Wild Style's more of a scripted fucking kind of movie type thing. Well, I mean, they both kind of are, like they're both sort of documentation. Mm. But, you know, so you've got Lee and Lady Pink and a handful of others in over there in Wild Style, but you don't see them in Star Wars so much. You know, Star Wars is seen, PJ, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This Des, you know. Like, oh, there's politics with it all in that, man. There's plenty yeah. of people that don't appear in that. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm still learning that now as I'm having a look at Instagram and, a lot of these old New York stuff and, and, and you know, quite a few of them I'm seeing for the first time on that. But mm, um, mm, mm. I'm reminded about others as well. There's a couple of writers over there, and I wish I could remember the second bloke's name because he deserves it, but the first bloke's name was Colt. Okay. And they were they were partners, Colt and somebody, and they did heaps of, like, you know, end ends and that and whole cars and stuff. And they, you don't see any of their stuff in either of, that, of those bloody, uh, you know, documentaries yeah. or elsewhere and, you know, and there's still plenty more like that. There's just, you know, so many other sort of undiscovered sort of artists, so to speak, from that point of view. But, yeah, 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 yeah. you can only do so much. And I remember over here with um, Rob Moller and the, uh, what was it, the Sprayed Conflict movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, that can be a bit clicky, all that sort of stuff as well about, um, you know, who's involved and who's not. And Yeah. You know, man. and people have got different things going on in their lives at any one time and that, you know, and they may not have any time to devote to things like that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's weird, man. And it could just come down to, you know, somebody pissing in their ear and that about this bloke's no good or whatever and that. You know, not any different. And he's going to work with, what you know, the, the director or whatever is going to work with whoever is working with them, so to speak, and easily. And they don't know any different, you know. Like, That's exactly it, man. If it's ticking all their boxes for what they need to know, they're not writers. What yeah. they need to, to, to get out of it to put together whatever they're putting together, why are they going to look elsewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss, so to speak, and that, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, it. that's it. And that's that's, so that's why you need a, a, a range of these things, I think, you know, to pick up bits and pieces from all over the place and that and try and piece it together and that yourself, you know. Oh, bro, you got to get the broader sense, you know. You Crowdfunded gotta... research, mate. That's <laughs> what I call it. <laughs> like, it's... And, and that's what you fucking and that's what you kind of done with wildfire, man. It seems like not that I, you know not that I have any fucking great knowledge of it, but it just seems like such a like you know such a broadly researched book, man. You know, for those years, I just think it snowballed and that you know, like I yeah. just wanted to sort of you know I wanted to show some photographs, but then you got to sort of put it into a context and you got to explain what what people may be looking at, and mm-hmm. one thing leads to another, and the text sort of grows, and you go, oh, well, I need to put this other bit in to explain things a bit better. But yeah, you know, at the same time, trying to at the same time trying to show some restraint and not write too much because it's supposed to be about the images. Yeah. Well, how much did you like? How much did you have to write? How did you set about that task, dude? You know, like that task of writing. You know, like was that? Does that come natural? Is that like, an, a, you know, something you know you were interested in doing? Oh yeah, I love words and that, and I love yeah, I love writing and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I had a pretty decent education. My father was a school teacher. And, He's a senior master of English, actually, at the high school I went to. There you go. You know, and my, and my mum is no idiot with, you know, university degrees. Yeah, I'm surrounded by books my whole life. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, like, you know, I just think, you know, we all have our own talents and that, you know, we've sort of got a, a duty to do something with 
I reckon. And um, mm, mm, mm. yeah, no, I find writing quite easy and enjoyable, but particularly when I'm writing, you know, with wildfire about things that you know I, I think I know about and um, things that I enjoy. Yeah, I don't want to write a novel. I'm not interested in you know. Yeah, if I, <laughs> yeah I didn't have yeah, a personal yeah. interest in in the subject matter, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm certainly you know I'm I'm, I'm all about sort of. Um, you know, non-fiction rather than fiction for sure. And, you know, and, and a reference book to a certain degree and that, you know. Exactly. That's why I look at it, you know. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. How do you go with, like, proofreaders and all that kind of shit? So you were talking about shopping it to, um, like, publishers earlier on. Were they looking at it and were they kind of tearing it apart or were they just looking at it? Oh, at I only ever showed it to one publisher, uh, you know, and that was, you know, that was that was Puzzle Press. And, um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he gave me advice in our initial meeting and then, you know, you sort of said, you know, I think you got something here and that, you know, like, let me have yeah. a think about it and that, you know. Yeah. We had a bit of a chat over the next few days and that and go, look, you know, let's discuss this further. Yeah. He was seriously in- interested about taking it on, but he needed some convincing and, you know, we had to sort of, you know, alter a few things to make it a little bit more appealing to him and to other people he fought. And this is his professional eye. Of course, of course. You know, because what the hell do I know? I haven't put a book together before, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and that's exactly what we went with him for, you know. So we got the best of both worlds. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. You know, got some great advice, but, you know, some practical bloody advice and he, he took it on, you know, so it's the best case scenario. Of course. But, you know, he said to us, yeah, he could go elsewhere and that, and that was an option with it also, you know, like, Mm. We needed him to take it that step further to have a polished product. Yep, that's it. But whether we actually wanted to engage him to actually print it and do a whole range of other aspects of it, which you know, which he ended up doing, was an entirely different matter. Also, I could have just engaged him for his design work. Yeah, yeah. And then just said, "Here you go," and then you know, we'll do all the rest of it ourselves. But um, yeah, yeah, fucking dude, it's. It ended up just being, you know. yeah, as I said before, you know, to people like, you know, and discussing them, which I didn't need to, but, you know, these guys were always involved in that rank and perish. And that, you know, I discussed it with them and now we all agreed, you know, like this is the best move forward. Like, why would you go anywhere else? Right. I couldn't imagine, you know, you're going to another publisher that's not a writer in that, you know, and trying to explain them what the hell's going on. Yeah, if man. I thought the tit for tat sort of, you know, communication back and forth to nut out what we needed to nut out and over the 18, the last 18 months-ish, mm. You know, to get the project over the line, you know, with the publisher. If I thought that was going to be difficult, you know, with 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 puzzle, like, mate, how, how difficult was it going to be with a complete stranger, <coughs> dude, with a major publisher? Like, fuck. I got to explain up. to them about graffiti and what things should look like, and what's cool and what's yeah, not. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I ask about the proofreading and all that sort of shit because you know. Yeah. Like, well, so you know, I, so I read over and over all the time and that course. you know, but you'll be chasing chasing your tail with stuff like that. Oh, you just you tear it apart, fucking a. Yeah. And so then I trusted with a couple other friends and that you know to give that quick look over and that you know and they raised a few points here and there and that and then uh, I ended up engaging someone to get it professionally edited. It. Yeah. And um, look, even when I got it back from them, I found a few errors that they'd missed in that myself. So yeah, I yeah. thought, oh, wow, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyways, but you've got to draw the line somewhere in that and move on with things. So, you know, we're just going forward with other aspects of different aspects of the text and um, mm. image chasing and that sort of thing and that. And then, yeah, look, eventually, you know, going through Puzzle Press and that, there was a, a, an extremely professional editing process that went on mm. and, um, you know, and then, you know, myself edited many times and, Puzzle edited many times, and 
it was to and fro. And <laughs> I'd have a chuckle about that because, you know, puzzle's all about what it looks like and that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he, he might have to remove a word here or there or something or other and that, you know, to make things sort of look better and fit better and all the rest of it somehow and that, you know. Right, like, yeah. I'd really like one less line here if we could. And that's the magic with it all and that, you know, I'm playing around with spacing and stuff like that. And yeah, dude. Sometimes he'd remove too much and I'd go, mate, no, you have to put the word back in. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense in that. So we'd have to come up with a compromise or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is just, again, the to and fro on that occurred and that. But, um, yeah, no, that always gave me a good laugh, that sort of thing with him. Yeah, man. Because, yeah, you know, he's extremely, um, you know, professional with uh, the look and the design work and the image well, also um, fucking... side of it and that. And I was very yeah. professional, I thought, with the other part of it. So together we made a good mix. And also, like, it's 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 original in its packaging, in its, um, in its documentation. You know, I suppose, at, you know, uh, I mean, you know, how much do we have to go off in this country in terms of documented graffiti, you know? Like, so we've got King way beyond that there's not a whole lot by the magazines that we've had over the years you know so this is really you know like when i got it you know i ex- i expected it to be the adelaide king's way and it's the furthest thing from it man it, it is it, it's its own entity you know like you have documented yeah. everything in oh you're gonna realize fashion. also a puzzle press yeah like he's gonna get better with every publication he's yeah. learned so much you know on the journey and that you know and yeah. he even said to me you know towards the end of this one he goes yeah this is the best one so far i reckon and yeah. so it should be and that's what he aims for and the next bloke you know, in line's going to get the same treatment, mate. Mm, mm, mm. And wildfire will pale in comparison, also. Yep. But you know, that that that's 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 uh, you know. That's the excellence he strives for and, and it achieves, it seems. So um, and yeah, why not, man? And, and, and I, like, not to correct you, but I don't think it'll pale by comparison by any stretch of the imagination. It'll just be its own documentation in time. Like, it'll be that. It's this for, at this point in time, man. That's what this is, you know? Like, the same as King's Way, the same as we constantly refer back to these things. These are now fucking, uh, well, it was, these are documents well, it of history. To be done. Yeah. It 100%. just needed to be done because I noticed even, you know, I started, to, you know, on the journey and that, I started to forget things and other people couldn't remember things. I just thought, wow, man, if we leave this another five or ten years. No, oh, I can't. Fuck. And then, then the way that people were straying further and further from Adelaide, and, you know, mm. out of contact and, you know, like, yeah, it was a last-ditch effort. If we left that another ten years, it might have been impossible, quite frankly. Yeah, straight up, bro, straight up. I don't, but, um, we yeah, talking- now it's the timing thing with all this. It worked out all right. It was good. Absolutely, mate. Came at a fucking – came at a perfect time, you know, and it's just – it's, uh, you know, it's – it's an, it's an amazing achievement. I know when we were talking to Cab, he was telling us about, like, you know, he saw it sort of from its infancy. You know, he saw it in its early stages. Yeah, Cab was always, yeah, Cab was always extremely supportive with yeah. anything he could do with any of it, man, and yeah. that was always very much appreciated. You know? And there were other dudes, but, he, you know, he stood out also, you know, amongst them. Yes. Yeah, so him and a handful, like, yeah, just brilliant, man, because, again, couldn't do it without him. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it. And big shouts to Cab. You can go back to his episode and listen. It's fucking man. Like we could have spoke to him for probably another three hours. I think we had him for three. We could have spoke to him for fucking another another three easily, mate. But you know, sort of like the the geographics of Adelaide, bro. Like you know, so you've got Cab and you know a handful of others coming from Mount Gambia. They're painting freights and doing all that kind of shit over there, and they're really pioneering early, man. You know, like was talking to Cab. You know, he was you know before even any sort of recognition of hip hop culture and all that kind of thing, or you know hip hop music or break dancing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had to imagine, yeah, as I said, Adelaide was pretty dead back yeah. then. Can you imagine how dead Mount Gambia was? Right. And how much these guys were up against it, man. I mean, I know Adelaide at the time was very conservative, you know, and full of bogans and that. And look mm. at these rap riders and all that sort of shit. Yeah, rap riders. Man, yeah. coming from a country town, man, it's just rural as shit. You're going to really, really cop it and you're going to really stand out. Absolutely. And, 
Have you been to Mount Gambier? The joint's bombed, man. No, nah, man, never been. Never been. And they put in so many pieces all like so basically you've got a, a, a main street, commercial street west or something that a guess or something that goes down the centre of it and that and there are all these alleyways that go off it. And these guys had pieces all through them and that. Fuck. So you could get a good photo shoot, you know, good fifteen pieces or something or other, just in the heart of the city and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the, 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 the freight yards not too far away and that. There were some things going on sometimes as well. But yeah, you know, tags on stabby poles, whatever, and that. It's a very small group of suspects they need to go to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the guys over there with the flat tops and the bloody <laughs> the fat laces. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, they, yeah. All the rest of them are wearing bloody flannelette shirts or whatever. Yes. So uh, yeah, no, it's all yeah, pretty difficult for those guys and. That, but um, yeah, you also got to understand back then, you know, like Cab came to Adelaide and had a connection with Kano. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we really didn't meet these guys until about '87. Yep. And then that's when Cab, I'll playing a bit of my memory here, but I think Cab and Risk came down for a, a, a legal and a, a television bloody legal that they were doing as well on uh, Come On Kids and that with the Winky Dink show and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was 87, 88 or something around. We was really started getting to know them and that. And then, you know, Pen Pals and, and Risk ended up moving down in Adelaide and that before the rest of them. And then we stayed up in Mount Gambia a couple of times and, you know, ran amok in the freight yards and stuff. And yeah, had some yeah. good times up there. No, it was, yeah, it was different. But I think, like, you know, like as a country town sort of thing, those guys are dying to get out of there, man. Oh, no doubt, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and get to the big smoke sort of thing and that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, and, and look, it was blown away because, uh, yeah, the amount of stuff that was going on on freights out there and the level of artwork going on on that is just, yeah, it was a trip, man. And, and, you know, as it states in the book sort of thing and that, you know, like it's just, um, yeah. I mean, those- it's a standout. And, and those guys coming down, man, like, you know, they start seeing, like, you know, what the – I mean, early on this – I think – I think I'm pretty sure Cab told us that he went down to the Stewart Creek, you know, down to Stewart Creek, the – you know, that – Oh, Stewart Creek, Stuart yeah. Stewart Creek, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, the, like the early Hall of Fame that was down there and all that kind of shit. I mean, fuck. Well, he man. lived in Adelaide originally and then he yes. moved to Mount Gambier um, quite early in that and then moved um, – he might have ended up moving to Melbourne before he moved to Adelaide. But, yeah, he did a bit of travelling after all that. But um, Yeah. Yeah, no, I, was, I was just thinking of him, what he looked like back then, and that would be flat top and everything. Yeah, it was very different. <laughs> very different. Yeah, he's had a 1,001 hairstyles and hair colours, that's for sure, <laughs> over the years. Okay, man. Fuck, he's done – man, he's, you know, he's done a lot too, hasn't he, you know, in terms of – Oh, in shit, of, yeah, man. In terms of taking, you know, uh, Adelaide graffiti to the rest of the nation, man. Fuck, he's – Well, yeah, he had a real connection with, like, Disguise and Chrissy and Murder right. and guys like that, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I think I met them. You know, disguised for women, that you know, and on one of these Mount Gambia trips and Adelaide trips, sort of thing, and that. Yes, yeah, he was he was telling us. About yeah, it, you yeah. know, and, and talking about old paint, and I remember being with disguise and that. We were coming back from Mount Gambia, and it's an extremely long story. But the good part of it was that we broke down and we ended up in this town, and so we just thought we sort of go racking for the day and that. And then like we were with disguise, and he bloody um, we went into the supermarket. It was the strangest thing, man. It was like something from the seventies or something. Mm. Uh, I had a rack of paint. Like right, right. So you know, had the right in the front window, like on the other side of the checkouts, like right. in the aisle when you're walking out. I had a paint rack, like a, a spinning paint rack. <laughs> and he must have seen us from a mile away, man. He just walked straight <laughs> in, grabbed these two cans of Glossmaster Purple Vogue, whacked him down his dacks in front of everyone, man. No one saw a bloody thing, mate. It was just gone. Gone, yeah. And I was just gobsmacked, man. I'd never seen one before in my life, and that, man. I just saw two, and I just saw them disappear just as quickly as I'd seen them. Yeah. Also, <laughs> blink of an eye. <laughs> 
And I walked out and I just thought, wow, man, how long have those two cans been sitting there in that bloody shop? Yeah, but he, yeah. <laughs> mate, like a, just some, you know, some bloody bloodhound, mate, he just sniffed them straight out, mate. <laughs> just bang, gone. I just thought, wow. Oh, but yeah, no, that, that was a good memory in that coming back from Mount Gambier. But, yeah, we, yeah, through Cabin Out, we, you know, got to meet people like that and that, which was cool. And, um, and, and learn about old paint and that as well because Cab's always been a nut for it and that, you know. And yeah, every man. now and again, he go, we'll have a look at this can and that, you know. So, yeah, it was always good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's telling me he's, he, he broke down a few of those sort of stories on, on the show and stuff. And then, like, off mic, you know, like I spoke to him a bit in lead up. And, yeah, he's telling me, like, you know, he's a vintage can collector. And I've got a mate, yeah. up, got a mate up here that runs Crush City and stuff. He's a vintage can collector as well, you know. And I was just yeah. – I'd screenshot some of, you know, some of Rick's stuff and send it through to Cab. And he's like, fuck, he's got some shit there, man. Like, you know, some hard to get <laughs> Joints and all that kind of thing. But. Oh, I love vintage paint. I got all the cans and markers and that in the book and the, in, oh, in yeah. the front and back part. That's and that. They're all mine and cabs. Yeah, word. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. That did, pretty cool. Well, dude, it kind of leads me to ask: like, how did you go connecting with those other states early on? You know, you're talking about you know disguising Chrissy already coming across. Like, were you we used traveling? Yeah, well, to those Melbourne? guys. That, yeah, yeah. That, that was a connection through pen pals and stuff through Kano and that that cab had and that you know. And mm. so yeah, we met those guys a bit later. But earlier on. Our first connection, I think, um, oh, gee, the one that stands out in that duet came over on a – I'm just sort of guessing this a bit after all these years, but I think he came over on a, on a family holiday from Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And um, was staying with another family in Adelaide. And I think somehow he bumped into Plea over here. And then Plea was doing a piece and invited him down while he was still in Adelaide, and that's how I ended up meeting Duet. And then through Duet, and, you know, this is – the way it went back then, you know, everyone was doing pen pal sort of stuff and that, you know, and yeah. I was writing to him and photos going back and forth and he was doing the same thing with Plea and that. And um, then ended up, uh, yeah, I think uh, we just ended up ended up going to Melbourne and, and ended up, you know, with his Hurstbridge line sort of connection and ended up being really good mates with Needle and, you know, on the Hurstbridge line and, and we've been mates, you know, thick as thieves ever since and that. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and this is where we met Ricci and Tildy and all this sort of stuff and then, you know, Jewel and Pest and that down the track and Mars and oh, MC Dean and a whole range of people that Fuck. were sort of involved with the line and that. I mean, Tildy's not from that line, I should say, but, yeah, he's always been involved with our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, and uh, Esteem and you know, Arms yeah. lived in Adelaide as well yeah. and it's got a Melbourne connection and that and obviously his best mates of Esteem and, so a few things going on like that. But, yeah, it's a few trips back and forth and that. And, um, yeah, dabbling in Melbourne train yards and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, a lot of fun. How did you find the system going over there? Like stepping out of – you know, it would have been like fucking stepping out of a pond into an ocean, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, look, I was pretty fortunate as a kid in that. My father uh, was a bit of a sports nut and that. Mm. And I don't think this was sort of every year or whatever, but it, it seemed like that to me, you know, we'd sort of go to Sydney for the cricket and Melbourne for the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And – um. Yeah, when I was in the writing and that, you know, I sort of had a deal with him and that, you know, that, you know, he'd, he'd let me go and take photos for a day or whatever and that on my own and that. And that's what I did all through Sydney and all through Melbourne and that on various trips and that, you know, 87 and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. 86, a little bit 86. And, and um, yeah, so no, I was no stranger to the system sort of thing and that. And then, you know, obviously a bit later on when you actually go in the train yards there or whatever and that, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're just all ballsy and bulletproof and oh, that as a teenager. So, um, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, once I went to this yard in Melbourne during the day, that blew me away. We just went to the um, like Flinders Street Station. A bit like Adelaide and that, you know, everyone would just rock up there about 12 o'clock. Mm. And so we did that, you know, and uh, bumped into Cameo and Sadie and um, uh, what was the, uh, um, 
Rest oh, in peace, Cameo, eh? He passed, didn't he? Sam RDC, yeah, yeah. old Cameo's passed. Yeah, yeah, I met him quite a few times. He came to Adelaide. Yeah. He's a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's sad. He's a nice bloke. Yeah, man. No, I heard, used to hear a lot about Cameo back in the day. Uh, had a, yeah. I, I had a mate from FMC staying up here, and he was good mates with Cameo. And, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a decent bloke, man. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we ended up going to this yard, and that was um, – I won't say the yard, but, yeah, the way we got in there and that um, oh, just blew me away. Like, the fact that these guys were even saying, let's go and do – these pieces during the day, that blew me away. I was going, what? You yeah, guys paint yeah. trains during the day? They go, yeah, it's a bit hot at night and that, but during the day, man, it's all right. No shit. I thought, whatever, I'm game. So we ended up doing that and, yeah, jumping through these trains and helping out with this piece. And Fucking Yeah, good. I saw it briefly again the next day and that's the last I ever saw of it all those years ago. But, um, yeah. you know, it was interesting. And, you know, and, and the things we learned in Melbourne and that we took back to Adelaide and that we started doing during the day there as well. So Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. That's it. That's it. Hey, it made a lot of sense. You could see what you could do, what you were doing, you know, so. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, fucking how does, how does you know, like how do you go? Like once you, you know, painting Adelaide, you know, I suppose the 80s are uh, different to the to the 90s, obviously, once, you know, you know, once all the fences and all that sort of shit going, starts going up. But, man, tell Tell us about the O-Barn and all that kind of thing, you know, like for those of us outside of Adelaide. Uh, well, yeah, the O-Barn's a bit of a weird thing. It's, um, look, you know, there was a, the northeastern suburbs of Adelaide, you know, the, they predicted we're going to, you know, end up exploding and that with housing and all that sort of stuff. So they'd eventually need some sort of transport corridor out there and that. And so they, they always reserved this tract of land for these various, you know, subsequent um, government, South Australian governments and that, they just always retain this tract of land and that to put in some sort of bloody transport route down the track. And, yeah, they wanted a train, but it got vetoed because of the noise and the pollution and that sort of thing, and it goes through an affluent area yeah, um, as it leaves Adelaide, and they weren't going to stand for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, they were at uh, crossroads as to what, what sort of transport they were going to come up with that was going to suit their needs and that. And so it wasn't until... Um, one of the premiers ended up touring in um, Germany years later um, in the early 80s that he saw the, the O-Bahn in Germany and the, the Autobahn, whatever they call it, and said, um, you know, let's uh, adopt that idea here for Adelaide. It's mm. uh, you know, quick, clean, blah, blah, blah. It will satisfy everyone. So that's what they ended up doing. So I think, you know, by about 86, they started building this. And I remember the area quite well in that, you know, like the, the start with, a, with the O-Bahn bus, goes off the normal road and onto the concrete tracks mm. that, it, that it rides on. And yeah. so it's essentially just a bus with a couple of trainer wheels up the front that hugs the concrete tracks. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. And it just goes like flat bus, out and it? and it just guides it, you know. Yeah. So it's a pretty safe sort of uh, yeah, mode of transport and it reaches some pretty serious speeds and that along there. Yeah. We used to lay under the tracks now and it used to go past for a bit of a rush and that as a kid, you know, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, anyway, I lived just up the road from it, so I saw the whole thing sort of getting developed and that from day one sort of thing. Mm. So I used to go down there fishing and that as a kid, and it was an adventure playground all this sort of stuff, and these tracks just churned on the whole way through it. But before they put the tracks down, they obviously had to put all the foundations and build the bridges and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. Well, Cage just lived around the corner, so he was painting all these bridges and that before the tracks were even in. And I believe they were doing the same thing a bit further up the line as well because they were starting construction at different points. Mm. So, yeah, as soon as they were building these things, people were painting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can remember, yeah, I can remember Kate showing me photographs on the school bus and that on the way to school and they, you know, going, have a look at this and that. And, uh, yeah, and then a little while later they whacked the tracks in. And I think one of the the photos in in Wildfire, I think it's a hip-hop piece by Cage. Yep. The first photo I ever saw of that had no tracks in front of it, but by the time that photograph was taken, the tracks had been put in. And there was a piece underneath that that was half sandblasted and that that was his as well. It was a Disney piece from memory. So, um, 
yeah, you know, as I said, people were hitting it as soon as it was up. Yeah, did, and, did, um, it, did it become like an arterial for graffiti? Like, did it become one of those sorts of, Yeah, you know? no, in a way, not, but not really. Like, look, if you lived out there, it was a cool place to paint. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, look, there are purists out there that go, mate, I lived on a train line. What would I go there for? Well, that's what I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. Is, but, you is, know, if you lived in the area and that was great right. and there have been many, many times people have said, where are we going to paint tonight? It's raining. Let's go to the O-Barn. There's plenty of bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you can spend all night or whatever and that, but you do take the risk sometimes coming back the next morning, you know, you don't get your photographs. It's all gone and that. Mm. Even on a Sunday. What's, what's, what's the logic behind running a bus on fucking – because, you know, like, you know, some cities have got trams, other cities have just got the train line through them and shit like that. Like, do you, do, like, well, it goes a serious distance and it, it'll get you from point A to point B in 20 minutes or something or other. If you're going to drive a car, it'll take you way longer. So, yeah, it's ah, a sufficient yeah. mode of transport like that. Yeah, yeah, right. And you could live, you know, um, I, I couldn't quote the Ks or anything, but you could live all those Ks out there. And they're talking about extending it. It's got three stops now, I think, and they're talking about extending it to a fourth. Okay. But you can live quite a distance from Adelaide, of course. Mm. And just scoot into into the city to work and back quite easily like that, reading a book and that, you know, in the city in 25 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, with only four stops, as I said, you know, and some of them be express even and that, you know, and they've dodged those. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a pretty efficient mode of transport like that. And, um, Yeah. yeah. Because when, like, when, when I've been down in Adelaide, man, I remember the first time I came down and, you know, we, you know, we, you know, I was saying earlier the similarities between um, the Brisbane and Adelaide systems. But one thing that bugged me out, man, I mean, peak hour trains, these guys are running fucking two carriages, man. And mind you, this is like 2002. It might be different today, but that was my first. <laughs> Not really. No, no, <laughs> fair income, Okay. Because that was my first. No, trip to look, Adelaide. I don't know, mate. It, you know, there are probably some slightly larger trains these days than that. But yeah, look, that's always been. But uh, we always had, yeah. like, up here, we always had a at least fucking at least three cars in peak hour. Yeah, we have one cars. Yeah, yeah that's I, don't know, I don't know if they still have one cars, but you know, in the old days, one cars were common on the Grange line and well, spot like out that. on that man. He didn't have a great deal of patronage. It didn't require yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, obviously, clearly, clearly. But we didn't. You know, we don't have the population, and we don't. You know, we didn't have the population, and we don't even now to justify three and six car combos or anything like that. Yeah. They just. That's expense they don't want, and they just would have got destroyed, man. Well, did that make it? Did did would have been five passengers on there, and all the rest were empty, just yeah, getting caned. Exactly, man. Exactly. But does that did that make the system that much more difficult to paint? Being well, the, it did because also you got to remember you had a conductor roving up and down trying to sell right, your tickets cars. like a tram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are utilising the old doors on the red ends a lot, and that you know, like mm-hmm. the old bloody scoot it open, drop a tag, and scoot it closed again. Yep. And of course, doing anything outside the carriage that you couldn't out on the when you know people are distracted or whatever. There are other times as well, man, when everyone just said, "You know what? Screw it, man!" <laughs> just tagged in front of everyone. Yeah, let's just go. Somebody told me the other day that apparently I pushed someone's head aside and that, so I could tag the panel. <laughs> I, don't know, I have no recollection of that. I'm <laughs> sure that's some bloody. <laughs> Rubbish, I don't know. It was Jess that told me that. I don't know that that's true. Yeah. It, it seems it was slightly out of character unless I was inebriated at the time. Yeah, well, there's every chance of that too, though, isn't there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Not these days, mate. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it certainly was a lot more difficult than that. And um, Yeah. 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 How were insides, man? Were you guys doing insides? Yeah, yeah, and I know it's funny as well, you know, because uh, like we didn't know any different than that, but we saw these, the, from my own point of view at least anyway, we saw these tags and these New York trains and that and just um, just assumed, quite frankly, it was all done, um, you know, as we as we ended up um, knowing it to be called like the motion tagging, you know, yeah, it was done while it was in transit, and, and it wasn't. Yeah. 
and you, not all of it. And you know, and you see these photographs of guys going to yards with multiple multiple markers and big tins of bloody ink and refilling them and that and spending all night and they're doing insides and that. Just and we didn't really click to that till a long time later. And then we, you know, we go to places and that during the day or whatever and that. Mm. And, give it a good hammering in that during the day also. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, did, yeah, no, we didn't realise that so much at all. Yeah. Did Adam did, – And so we were doing it mostly um, on, on, on the run and that, you know. And yeah. yeah, it wasn't easy. Did Adelaide did, – did, you know, like from your perspective, did Adelaide largely emulate what was coming out of New York or was Adelaide more informed by Melbourne and Sydney? Um, no, so I think it had wise. its moments. Yeah, wise, look, you know. well, I think it just had it. It had its moments and had a bit. You know, there was a bit of a Sydney influence earlier on. I reckon, like 86, 87, a little bit in that. You know, and the Fab Four sort of stuff was very popular. Of course, yeah. yeah. Because you know, and again, you know, it's just people's experiences of travelling to um, Sydney and seeing the stuff at Circular Quay and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it didn't take long before Melbourne overtook, quite frankly. You know, eighty seven, eighty eight, and that. You know, where that really overtook um, the influence of Adelaide. And I think it's been that way pretty well ever since. It's unbelievable, isn't it, man, like to think like, well, you know, because, you know, we've had, you know, sort of over the past fucking 10, however many episodes, man, listen, we've spoken to dual pest, murder, fuck, we can go back through the history books. We've had Chrissy on, we've had, uh, you know, I can't even think. We just had Reach on recently, you know, like yeah. and talking to those dudes and, you know, they, they are people who pushed style in Melbourne. You are, like, I asked them, man, I'm like, how do, how, how did that happen there, specifically in that city, man? Like, what was going on like was it just you know like and like man I, I still to this day even at my age I just marvel at it man just like because that, I mean they were world class when the world was still working out what the fuck it was you know yeah, like it's, yeah. kinda, it's just bugged out man to me oh yeah I remember seeing fo- photos of stuff that, that Jewel had done in New York you know on New York trains in 87 oh right? yeah exactly oh my yeah. goodness man like, he's even been there Wow. Bro, he had his toes – man, we had him on the podcast. You know how he got over there so young? Like, man, he was there for the fucking launch of spray can art, for Christ's sakes. He was in San Francisco. Yeah, he cut, he's he cut been his a toes few times in that. Yeah, yeah, he cut his toes off when he was like 15 years old or something, got a 30 grand payout and went overseas, like fucking – and just yeah. fucking hoofed it, like straight over there, man. Yeah, like, no, like I said, you know, like I'm good mates with Needle and Needle's good mates with Jewel. And, yeah, mm, I've mm. heard quite a few of the stories and that, you know, first or second hand over the years and that and, um, yeah. Mm. No, look, again, you know, there's that Adelaide-Hurstbridge line sort of connection and that, you know, and, and the older guys on the line and that, you know, are well-educated by people like Duet and that also, and oh, rightly yeah. so, that people like Jewel and Pest and that, man, were the bee's knees, and they were, man, because, you know, we're seeing photos of these pieces at McLeod Yards and all this sort of stuff and yeah. panels running or whatever and that, and it was them, and, yeah, you know, they're heavy, heavy Judy Wild styles and that at Preston Tech and all that oh, sort of stuff. It's like, oh, wow. You know? I mean, uh, it's not to diminish anything from bloody, you know, people like, you know, the DMA boys and all that sort of stuff out the other side Certainly of town not. or whatever. Certainly. You know, Certainly. or, um, you know, the RDC guys and all that sort of stuff, KSA, blah, blah, blah. You know, but see, they're all some p- great stuff. Break. But again, we had that. Hurstbridge line sort of connection going on, yeah, so yeah, a bit yeah, biased, yeah, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, those guys are legends, man. Yeah, and 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 man, like those dudes are all part of the conversation, man. Like those dudes all all in some way shaped Melbourne style in their own. I mean, fucking. Dear, oh, I love dear. meeting all these guys, dude, man. Because you know, you know? Like, real recognised, real sort of thing, and that you know. And even if you haven't met them, you know, like before 
20 years or whatever and that, you know, you finally bump into one another and that. Go, yeah, I've been admiring your stuff for years. It's like, yeah, I've been admiring your stuff for years too, man. Exactly, yeah. And you just, you know, you're kindred spirits with it all and that. No, it's cool, man. And you mentioned DMA. I mean, DMA have got to be like, you know, Australia's like quintessential graph crew almost, you know. I mean, you know, there's been t- there's been pioneers before them. There's been amazing artists after them. But what DMA did specifically, those writers, I mean, you know, if, if, like, fuck. Oh, yeah, class act. Class yeah, act, certainly right. a class act. Yeah, yeah nice yeah. guys in that too. Yeah. No, yeah. class act. And I know that's all a matter of opinion. You know, people will debate that. But to me, man, like, you know, like there's, you know, there's a handful of crews that came out of all these individual cities. But, you know, Australia. It's pretty rare to get, yeah, pretty rare to get, you know, um, you know, so many writers of such a high caliber. Yeah, man. Yeah, like they, you know, representing the same crew and and all pitching in, and you know, they're not carrying one another, and that it seems, buddy. Yeah, yeah, the stuff they accomplished is fantastic in that, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, we we we, we love seeing those sorts of pieces, and you know, walking the lines and, and finding those to photograph for sure, man. We love coming to Melbourne and um, taking photos. You know, yeah, yeah it's brilliant yeah, catching yeah. up what was going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just 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 fucking just because we're there, kind of. But just briefly, you did mention the. Um, Oh Jesus! What's the name of that fucking doco? The jewel, the jewel one, the from oh, oh spray conflict. Spray conflict. Listen, I've spoken to you know to whoever's been involved in spray conflict, even cab, you know, and all that kind of thing. Like you know, I've touched on it and whatever. You mentioned it, man. What are your memories of that time with spray conflict and the uh, you know, I suppose the the fallout and the end result of it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I was a bit sus of it all, quite frankly. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> yeah, Rob's seen a nice bloke in that, and uh, I met him a few times. I knew some guys that were doing a lot of stuff with him, and I was trying to think about this the other day, actually, for some reason it popped in my head. There might have been one night I actually went with him, mm. but it just seemed to me it was that, yeah, I suppose it was just my distrust of journalists and that sort of thing, you know, yeah. that's sort of what, you know, what I sort of grouped it under, and um, I just thought this guy's buying pizzas and stuff and that, you know, to get footage of people doing pieces and that. Yeah, you know, the shit hits the fan in that, man. I'm not sure what's going to occur in that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking A. Because we used to, oh, oh, oh if I could be blunt about it and that, you know, you think, well, we're not in the cop shop, mate. Who's going to be able to take a punch, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's you know, it. Yeah. Honestly, because I'm not, I'm not want to be with anyone that's not going to take one, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't even know this dude, you know, but yeah, you know, yeah, look, you know, he proved to be, um, yeah, you know, a nice bloke and that, you know, and, and I don't know all the details so much in that, but things went a bit awry in Melbourne and that, you know. And, mm, mm. You know, and he got he got belted and, you know, and then he sort of disappeared. But, you know, yeah, look, he's still around and that, you know, and in, in Adelaide and, you know, doing his thing and that, you know. I haven't seen him in years and that, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I just, it just faded away sort of thing for me and that, you know, like. It was in the moment and it was left I just there. couldn't understand. I just, every time I think of the, <laughs> of, of the documentary, man, well, I'm. <laughs> What overshadows my mind is the bloody pure art adventure, pure, pure, pure art oh, adventure. Bro, the editing. I ain't. will tell you though, man. There was a version, and I've got it on VHS. Yeah. Uh, there was a version that came out later that was like the bloody, you know, the uh, you know, director's cut or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That had all that out of it. Oh fucking thank Christ! And it was way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking a dude. I remember it was way better. I joke with yeah, you no, about I it. I don't think it needed that, but anyway. Yeah, dude, that constantly repetition. And like, like I mean, when we had Johnny on, we were talking, and I joked about that. Like that, that, that fucking <laughs> pure oh, dude, like that, man. Whatever the fuck they were attempting to do there, but also being, you know, the, you know, being such active writers at that time, illegal writers no less, and then just putting yourself out there. You know, like he's on there full face. There's no sort of fucking. There's no hiding your identity or anything, man. I can understand, you know, and for those listening that haven't been back to these episodes, I mean, 
there was a fallout around it. Uh, the dude filming, I just, I'll just give people a little bit of background info. The dude filming uh, supposedly still had footage of panels in his camera or something like that and went out. They got raided one night and this dude, yeah, this dude's footage got fucking taken. He hadn't left the footage in the hotel or some shit. Is, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's just it. That's that naivety, you know that's what I mean? It, like you just it. don't that's really it. understand what you're involved with, man, so yeah. I don't really want to be a part of it. But, um, yeah. yeah, look, you know. He copped a bit of a touch on it. that. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah I thought you should have known better because prior to that, I saw another article that he did um, was on like LA street gangs. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I just thought, didn't you learn anything from that? But Jesus yeah, Jesus Christ, sort of reminded me of like S. E. Hinton. Was it S. E. Hinton? No, bloody um, oh, the hell's Angels bloody book? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, the bloke yeah. ended up getting belted. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, was yeah. that Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, bloke or whatever? Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, Hunter S. Thompson, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just uh, underestimating exactly what he's involved with and paying the price in the end a bit. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it, man. Like, yeah, I mean, you want to fuck no, I don't know, man. I'm just not a big fan of journalists for that sort of stuff. I don't trust them. Man, no, that's it, dude. That's it. It's fucking... But, you know, it's a good documentary uh, to a certain degree and it, and it captures, um, you know, a time that's passed in that now and, yeah, that's good to see some old young faces in it. That's it, man. And that's the beauty of these things today. So regardless, you know, like, but I like to hear the folklore that surrounded those, you know, those sort of things, because that's what it is today, man. They're documentations of an era, you know, like, and we're blessed to have them. We're blessed that the dude fucking, you know, I mean, fuck, no one wants to see a cunt get fucking knocked out or fucking get glass yeah. or anything like that. But, you know, like, I mean, that's the fucking, that's the, you know, that's the circumstances you deal with when you go into these kind of fucking things, man, if you're not. You yeah, know, I think we're writers as well on that, man. You yeah, know, it's not, a, it's not a great place to be if you're Mr. Sensitive. Yeah, right, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. It just, no doubt. Yeah, it's not It's not too kind like that. Oh, dude, even doing this fucking bro, There's even, just some assholes out there that prey upon people, you know, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, even doing this podcast sometimes, man, i got to fucking deal with DMs from dudes. Oh, that history's wrong. That's in, you know, I'm largely respectful of everyone because, you know, like it, it is what it is, man. You know, like everyone has a, you know, but like I say to people, man, if there are five people standing in that train, you're going to get five different perspectives, man. You want to come on and talk mm. yours perspective? I'm happy to entertain it, you know, like, but, you know, don't come at us sideways or blowing us up, man. Like, navigating that graph world is something, man. But dealing with your era, like, listen, bro, fuck, fuck all that noise. Let's get back to you and let's get back to your contributions and wildfire and everything like that. I mean, man, an exhaustive fucking document, man. Like, for anyone listening, head over to puzzlepress.com, get onto wildfire, however many copies are left, man. You know, like, we've already had you for, fuck, dude, over an hour and a half now, man, and I still want to talk to you about more. Um, you know, you're... You're you traveling, man. Like at a point, you 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 fucking you know you've done an extensive amount of traveling. You've painted what Italy? Uh, you painted Europe, New York, man. To talk talk. Yeah, not as much as other people. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. I always made a point of wherever I went and that to try and do a piece, and whether that was interstate or overseas. And yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate to go to quite a few different countries. And yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of Europe. I didn't. I couldn't always paint in some places, and some places I tried and wasn't successful. And mm. yeah, the way I looked at it, because I love history as well, as I always made sure I went and had a good look at you know architecture and art galleries and all that sort of thing. But I'd get a piece or two in as well, and that you know, and catch up with some locals and that if I could also. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I was just traveling around on my own as well, and that you know, so. 
I was yeah, gonna, some obstacles. I was going to ask, how did you find Italy in particular, man? Because, you know, like I remember, uh, so I mate, back in the 90s, one of my mates, his parents went over to Europe for however many weeks and they came back and they spent a few days in Rome and they took photos of the trains over there and they come back. I mean, they got photos of Cento panels on trains. They got photos yeah. of, like, and, these tra- and there's pieces on top of pieces on these Italian yeah. trains. Like, how did you find, like, how did you find those systems, man? Oh, I was hammered, man. I yeah. reckon I, I can't remember the exact route I took, but I maybe I was coming from Switzerland or something or other and catching a train to Italy. Yeah. And I, and I, and I switched trains to an Italian train, and I went first class for most of it. But I, I went on this first class train into the this um, cabin bit that was empty or whatever and that. And I didn't see a lot of graffiti on trains and that as I was travelling through for the first, you know, I don't know, two, three weeks this holiday or whatever and that, you know, just a couple here and there in the distance or something. But, yeah, as soon as I jumped on this Italian train, went into this bloody, uh, this uh, the seating area and that, and you could just see the fuzz of the paint all across the top of the bottom of the window and that. I just thought, wow, it's a panel on the other side here. Yeah, dude. And so, yeah, I rode that train to Italy and it just got more and more bombed, man, as, as I approached Rome and um, just got more and more damage and my eyes just popped out of my head by the time. Yeah. I got to Milan and had to change trains there, and every train is just caned. Just and there was a yard just outside of it that was just all smashed as well, and I'm just going up and down taking photographs Fuck. and waiting for my next train and that, and then caught that, and that smashed as well. And, yeah, I just didn't see a clean one really that much. Um, yeah, there must have been And then, yeah, so I went to like um, Padua, I think it's pronounced, and that's about half an hour from Venice. And I went there and that, and then ended up going to Rome afterwards. And, yeah, obviously that was a – Similar situation with the whole regional sort of system hammered and that, as well as, um, yeah, at the time they, I think they only had the, the, the line A and B subway. That was all hammered as well. Yeah. And I, I actually had a great time there, honestly. Um, I had a, a, a smattering of phone numbers I'd collected here, there, and there. And, you know, Tom was very um, helpful with those at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. As well as a couple of others. And I, I had a phone number in Italy, so I rang this bloke. It was Stan. Okay. And um, there's a nice guy in that, man, and he, he picked me up in his Vespa and we went and had some food and fucking, you know, went, went to his mate's place and I hung out with them and we had some pasta there and that another time. And, yeah, they were really nice guys in that, man, and showed me where you could get photographs, you know, the best photographs of trains and that without pylons. And Yeah, of course. I remember them telling me, like, you know, you've taken all these photographs in the subway, like, didn't anybody say anything to you, like, because they don't like you doing that, you know. Generally, you hear something over the loudspeaker. I said, well, it was an Italian, mate. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> stop it, stop it. I just it. kept snapping like I <laughs> – they could have said there was a bomb. I wouldn't have known, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't give it another four. I just heard some stuff. I thought it was just the next train's coming or whatever. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, dude. But anyway, yeah, no, nah, it was a good experience, all that. And then, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I saw some of these guys' panels running and that. And one of them told me a cool story. Um <laughs> I was lucky it worked out the way it did. Mm. Him and his mate went to these yards. And in Italy, it seemed every man and his dog, security guard, whatever, had these really fancy police-looking uniforms, and everyone seemed to carry a gun like that. And they weren't afraid to use it, it seemed. But anyway, they went to this yard to paint it, and they said, um, you know, you just got to worry about security guards because they might shoot at you. Fuck. So um, they did go and paint this train, and um, – yeah, part of the way through it, they get disturbed by the security guard. He lets off a shot, and one of them got hit. Fuck. And um, he's jumped the fence and that, and they've jumped. They've, they caught a bus to this yard, and they're catching a bus back. And on the way back and that, you know, like they don't want to go to a cop shop or anything, but his mate's like, oh, you know, I'm bleeding and I've been shot. But he's still all right, and he's with it and that. Yeah. 
And um, his mate's just trying to wish it all away or something and just panic and doesn't know what to do. Jesus. He gets back to the house and he said it was getting serious, man. There was blood everywhere. I'm trying to pack it with bloody, you know, um, you know, bandage or whatever and that. And he goes, I haven't got any antiseptic. So he grabbed some bloody deodorant or something or other oh, and was spraying that instead. Fucking Jesus. Better it was off, something weird like that. Again, off it was panic a, station. Better off getting a bottle of grappa and pouring it all over there yeah. or some shit, you know, like a bottle of candy. And he goes, we're just going to have to bloody bite the bullet here, man, and call the cops, you know, get an ambulance and that, man. Yeah. And as soon as they found out it was a, a gunshot wound and that, you know, the cops are involved. Oh, of course. So then they came up with a story apparently that bloody, you know, they were walking down the street and it was some sort of bloody drive-by situation and that with a ricochet sort of situation or something. Fuck. The cops weren't, the cops weren't buying that at all no, apparently. No way. no way. And we're looking at these guys like they'd had some argument in their house and that had been the scene of the bloody, of the gunfire and that and where's the gun and all this sort of shit. Mm. But in the end, they just had to tell the truth, man, and just tell them absolutely everything. You know, we're at the yard painting, blah, blah, blah. Nothing it, happened to them. His mate ended up surviving, no worries, and that security guard got in a world of shit and had to go to court. No shit, yeah. But, yeah, I just thought, bloody hell, man. I was going to say, because if, if a fucking sicko, I mean, if a security guard fucking fires a gun, they've got to be reporting that regardless. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, some cunt gets yeah. fucking no, shot. No, he got in a world of shit, you know, and I wasn't around to see the, the outcome of that, but uh, no, it was just interesting. And yeah. I remember his mate had a nice cupboard full of bunt lack. That's something I'll never forget either. Yeah, word. Okay, do you want to sell some of that? No, he wasn't interested. <laughs> that was fair enough and that. But, yeah, no, really nice guys and that. And the other bloke was in the Clint Eastwood. You know, it was, they were really cool guys, man. You know, like, I, I don't know these blokes from Adam, mate, but, you know, they welcomed me into their home and yeah. that. We do the same thing, obviously, with international writers and stuff. And, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I was having a discussion with another one about bloody, he couldn't believe that the Queen was still on our money. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yes, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, you know, good guys. But yeah, yeah, he was cruising around on the Vesper, and that was pretty cool through Rome and that. But yeah, no, good stuff. Couldn't believe the Queen was on our money. That, that's the that's the remnants of British imperialism here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he couldn't get over it. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, that's the Commonwealth, baby. That's <laughs> uh, crazy, man. How was fucking um, like? How was Germany, man? That must have been an eye opener because those dudes stylistically. I mean, Germany and France. You know, I mean, they've been ahead of the game. Since- I, I, I sort of, again, I had this sort of plan going through Europe from place to place and that, trying to see what I wanted to see and do it in the right way to save money and not backtrack too much and make the most of, of your time and all this sort of crap. So mm-hmm. I somehow worked out, I can't remember where I was coming from, but I had to travel through Germany um, without stopping, so to speak, and that, you know, to smell the roses. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to travel through Germany to get to Poland. And so going through Germany, like changing trains at Berlin and all the rest of it, I couldn't believe what I was seeing that, you know, this big, you know, RCB, Rock City, Berlin, silver oh. chromies and everything was just caned and the odd piece and that running on a train and that. And I just thought, wow. And I, I planned to come back there, but I thought, whoa. But, uh, yeah, no, that was cool. And then um, later on I went to Munich and stayed with Luma. And he's a lovely bloke. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he picked me up at the station and, 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 and dropped me off at another one halfway to Switzerland and all this sort of stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, we are going through photo albums at his house and all these books. And, my goodness, mate, he's got that much stuff to look at. Oh, yeah, no, he's a lovely bloke and that, man. I love seeing all that old Munich history and that. Yeah. You know, all these books are in German. I didn't know what was going on with that, but the images were cool. Yeah. And it was basically like this 10-set book edition or something or other 
uh, at least at the time, or maybe they've printed more of like the German history of graffiti or something or other for all these different cities and that. But yeah, I had all his stuff from like 84 and perhaps even earlier. Wow. And another old school guy came over as well, and I can't remember his name, man, but he was in the book too. And Wow. Yeah, we were all just hanging out, and I, I, I left them one night, and I went off to the Oktoberfest. And <laughs> mate, he gave me a little McDonald's. He was a tripper, man. I don't even know this dude, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, just a nice guy on that, man. He, he, he lets me stay at his house, and he, he doesn't drink beer. He goes, I might be the only German that doesn't. He goes, there's heaps <laughs> of beer in the fridge. Help yourself. <laughs> he said, uh, people leave me when they stay in that, you know, all sorts of guests and that over the time. Yeah, yeah. And there was plenty of beer in there. <laughs> yeah. And um, he said, uh, yeah, I know you want to go to the Oktoberfest. I don't go there. He goes, generally, I'm not even in Munich at this time. He goes, I try to avoid it like the plague, man, because it's just all piss dudes all through the city and thrown up on the walls. And he goes, yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. I generally get away. And I will be getting away in a couple of days or whatever and that, you know, but I can drop you off on the way sort of thing. Yeah, no worries. But anyway, to get the Oktoberfest, he just gave me the timetable, explained in German efficiency how to get there and get back. He opened up his drawer. He had like a stack of McDonald's maps, which, <laughs> as primitive as they sound, man, like, you know, with the Hamburglar on there. No <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I had all the streets and that, and it worked. And that, he goes, I'll give you this. I'll give you the timetable. Here's the keys. He got my phone number. He gave me like his, ba- uh, you know, his business card. Oh, man. Have fun on that, man. Don't stay out too late. I'll catch you tomorrow. And remember, we're leaving early. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so that's how it was. And it all worked out all right. And yeah, as I said, with the German efficiency, man, no worries whatsoever getting there and back with the directions and all the aids given. Like, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty cool, man. Wow. Wow. And fucking Luma, too. I mean, like, did had you painted with him here or did you paint with him here? No, nah, nothing that? like that. You know, uh-huh. this guy's in another league and that, you know, but he was mates with Cab and all that. And he'd been to Adelaide and had an Adelaide connection and that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He painted Melbourne. He painted in Brisbane. Been too. I know, I know a couple of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good Australian things. tour and that, you know. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, like but most people, you go, oh, where are you from? From Australia. And there's Adelaide. Ad- where? Yeah, Not yeah. in, man. Yeah. He knew Adelaide, absolutely. You know, he'd been there and that, you know, no so shit. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, and, and yeah you know, like, uh, I think it was probably a time again that gave me his, his phone number and, yeah. I had a mate just, just, just fucking randomly. I had a mate go up to um, like far north Queensland, or whether it was Airlie Beach or somewhere like where it was past town, past Cairns or something like that. Like, not that that means anything to you know anyone probably listening outside of Queensland, but you know far north Queensland, way at the top, they stayed in a backpackers, and the backpackers, the steps or like you know the fucking like the staircase up, both walls had been painted by Luma, and they were still there from like the early night. Like, so he'd, he'd stay there in the early nineties, like ninety two or something, yeah. and his backpackers was still painted from ninety two. I loom it up the stairs. I was like, fucking no shit. He goes, man, I, I just walked in the place. I bugged. It was like, it was yeah. loom it from like 92, 93. And it was still there, you know, like, and this is, you know, this is maybe five or six years ago. Some fucking backpackers joined. Oh yeah, mate. The amount of photographs he had here, full like bloody, uh, uh, drawing cabinet sort of, you know, like a map cabinet sort of thing and that, just full of all his own stuff. And I guarantee it wasn't all of it. Yeah, but right. Yeah, photo albums full of cars and photo albums full of tattoos. Is that right? You know, like, yeah, not just bloody, you know, one or two cars I've painted and that, you know, for friends in the past. That, like heaps of them. Christ. There's volumes of them and that, man. And, and, yeah. and I can guarantee there's probably just all these legals and that. They're not even his illegals because he's not silly enough to have that at his house or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. So he was and I did actually, I painted with him over there with him and his mate. I went to this wall and, um, yeah, I did a shit piece, quite frankly, that I'll never show anyone. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good day and that, you know, and, yeah. So he was so he was painting he was painting pre the fall of the wall over there before the fucking wall came down. Yeah, well, I think the wall came down in eighty nine so easily. Yeah, fucking Jesus! Yeah. Wow, 
Wow. That's right. And the pieces that we did, uh, that was pretty cool. I went to the studio sort of uh, complex sort of thing, and he had his, his studio in this larger um, business bloody park sort of thing that was going on. Mm. And um, he had heaps of paint in there and then I bought the paint off him. It was like a paint shop. Wow. I think he had a couple of touch-ups there or something or other that puzzled that sent him over. He goes, oh, these came from Australia. I like these whites. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. It was some sort of Australian c- connection. But, yeah, I bought the paint off him. He goes, it just beats going to the paint shop on that. Yeah. But yeah. I remember around the corner I saw a psycho piece by scene. Oh, man. No uh, And, you know, I was a huge scene fan. And that was the first scene piece I've ever seen in the flesh, oh. even though I was in Munich. Yeah. I just thought, wow, man. Yeah. I was actually going to look at the photo yesterday too. But – um. Yeah, I was just going, wow, you know, like this is what that looks like in the flesh and that looking at all the, you know, the textures and bloody oh, how it's all dude. done and that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. But the whole complex was full of pieces. A lot of them were his, but there were all sorts in there, man. The whole joint was painted yeah. all over the place. That's amazing. No. I think I shot, shot off a roll and a half or something easy or something. Oh, there were pieces everywhere. Yeah, fucking A. And I, and I know that feeling, man. Like I remember like once again when I was in the US walking around a corner and seeing a, a Cope 2 throwy, and I was like, man, like just just witnessing a Cope 2, regardless of anyone's opinions of him or whatever, but just witnessing yeah. a Cope 2 throwy on the streets of the Lower East Side. I remember just walking around a corner and there's a Cope throwy just on the wall. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, Hobie showed me some Lee tags, man. That blew me away. Oh, that, man. Love like, sick just witnessing, bomber. Yeah. Like, whoa. Witnessing that <laughs> shit in the flesh. Like, man, you know, you see it so much, you're bombarded by it almost, like just via, you know, these days via like social media and even coming up as a kid in magazines and whatever. You were aware of these dudes, but when you see it yourself, like I never saw a scene piece in the flesh, but, you know, I've got a mate who lived with scene for six months over in the Bronx. So, um, yeah. you know, Linz from Iron Lack, we had him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he fucking, he spoke all about it, man. He lived with him for six Six months when he was running tattoo scene and shit. Apparently, was, the dude was almost like a superstar. Like he had to fucking like Lee Linz would have to um like for for scene to get out of work in the afternoon. Like he would just all day have people coming in, like be it people from Europe or be, be it people from yeah. the Bronx. People just constantly coming in to visit him. For him to get out, he'd knock off work at you know say seven o'clock at night or something. And they always drank at this bar across the street. They'd have to fucking. I think Linz, I can't remember exactly how the story goes. People can go back to the episode, but Linz would be like, yep, just wait here. And like dudes would line up out the front to see scene, whether this was day in or day out. This cunt would have to hide. He'd go out the back door. He'd hide at the corner. They'd start bringing people in the store and scene would dash across the road and sit in this bar and just drink and smoke fucking Newport 100s all night. You know, like just fucking sit there drinking JD smoking durries the whole night, you know. But like, you yeah, know, he doesn't want a cigarette, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this can't live with him. Live with him and his brother or something like that. So. So, you know, yeah, it's a fucking amazing story, man. And, yeah, I love that shit, dude. I love that shit, you know. How much painting did you do through, like, through New York and shit like that? Oh, not a lot, mate. I think I only did one piece both times I was there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just did the Tats, the, the tats crew train. Mm. Um, OB organised that with them and, um, yeah, that was it. I um, mean, you know, um, yeah, or even the second time. I was going to say the first time I was there with my son, so I wasn't going to bore him with doing a big graffiti buddy tour and that. But, again, I don't really do holidays like that. I make sure I see everything else. I treat it like it may be the last time on earth I'm ever going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try and get everything in. It may be these days. In this day and age, it may very yes, well be. That's exactly that right. Is. Fucking COVID age, mate, it may very well so be. So I want to do everything I can in that. And I told my son, you know, the first trip, and I said, you know, I said mate, your dad's going to be doing a couple of pieces. I won't bore you with it all in that, mate, but we are going to be doing some graffiti writer stuff, so strap mm. yourself in. But we're doing plenty of what you want to do as well, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. deal with that. And he was all cool with that. Ah, that's good, man. And the second time, yeah, I was on my own and, and I could have done whatever, but, um, yeah, no, I just did the one piece also. Yeah, it's fucking dope. I was a little bit out of practice too by the time I went over there and that as well. You know, I still am. 
You'd slow <laughs> what, you'd slow down by that. What's, what years are we talking? Oh, it was 2014 and 15 or something. I think yeah. I went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'd slow. Oh, look, I just slow got down. so involved with the book over the years and that. You know, I just couldn't just keep painting all the time. I just couldn't devote the energy to both. That's it, bro. It becomes hard, man. Fucking a. And um, you know, and life changed a bit as well in that. You know, so you know, I wasn't drawing like I used to. And yeah, yeah you, I don't lose, I don't lose the skills so much. The, what the lines are a little bit wobbly or whatever, but yeah, I'm all right if I can. They're pretty easy to use these days anyway. Yeah, you can't yeah, go yeah. wrong there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty rusty. I did a piece last week, man. It's a complete load of rubbish. But anyway, yeah, no, but it's amazing. That's another one I'll be burying. <laughs> another. You start to wonder, you know, like mate, you know, I'm gonna have to rethink things a bit. You know, I'm really out of bloody practice. It's uh, embarrassing. I may just get some boards and fucking stick them up in your backyard or some shit. Like that's what every other. Yeah, oh, if I could draw something half decent, I'd be able to paint it. But yeah, yeah I just yeah, 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 I'll get there. No, I know, I know the feeling though, man. Like once you know, once these other pursuits sort of take hold, man. Like you know, even us with doing this podcast, man. Like we're all music dudes, man. Insidious, you know, and like mm. it's it's forced me to like, like I just I you know I don't really have the time to fucking pen raps or sort of. It's not that you don't have the time. I think you'll always make the time if you want to do it. But it's just these other pursuits, these other passions, like trying to put this out, trying to document this history. It becomes all consuming, you know. As you have done yeah. with this book, you know that's what it becomes, man. It becomes the passion. It becomes it becomes the outlet of creativity in a way, you know, the whole fucking bit, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, other things going on too, man. Of course, like most life. people. So, life. Um, yeah, yeah, we got kids, we got fucking, you know, partners, whatever the fuck. You yeah, know, I went through you know, unemployment and bloody parents' death and all sorts of shit. Oh, you, know? you just right. you get a roll of all and that, you know. Yeah, That's man. what happens. Oh, it's what makes you a fucking stronger human being, man. It's what makes things like this so much sweeter too, you know. Like when you kick these goals, man. That's you know, it's it's that fucking that's the hunt. Uh, right giving there. up wasn't an option, man. It's it just isn't. not me. So it isn't, mate. It isn't. It isn't giving up as what you know, like fucking. Yeah, giving up is way harder than actually fucking doing shit. <laughs> you know, like it is, man. Quitting quitting isn't an option. The other aspect of it as well, you know, like if I gave up doing this book or anything, um, jeez, oh, I look like a right bloody pelican. That's it, mate, eh? That's it. That's it. Dudes would have never forgiven me, man. You know, they put that much trust in you and that, you know, and you sort of let them down. You go, oh, we got close. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been an absolute anti-climax, man. How was your, like, man, just uh, like just on a side note, like your passion for trains, you know, like did, did that carry on into the 90s and shit or were you, were you just more like watching shit by that point, you know? Like you seem to have been a heavy, heavy panel rider in your time, you know? Yeah, yeah I got pretty involved with all of that, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did our first ones in 87 and um, last ones, oh, 1990 or something, I think maybe it was. Fuck. Yeah, no, things had changed by then and so had I and, yeah. So it's been it was, a good 30 yeah, years. Yeah, it was a good four years. Been a good 30 years since you painted trains or did you get get into it in the 90s or nah? Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah look, it was weird, you know, I dabbled in another one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was a long time between drinks of them all, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember. I did another one. Oh, it must have been the late 90s or something, mid-90s or something or other. I did one. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, the next one was like, I think it was, yeah, maybe it was 93 or something or other, and then about 98 overseas again. And, look, anyone that paints trays knows that they're a bit different to walls. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think even with my Europe trip sort of thing and that, you know, I sort of hit my straps a little bit better, you know, a couple of panels in and that, you know, I was a bit rusty. Like, yeah, you got to get your proportions right. And yeah, exactly, man, exactly. All that sort of shit and, yeah, is that I was some- hysterical, some of them. Is that, is, is, that, <laughs> is that something that still exists, you know, do you find that that still exists in you? I mean, you can paint a wall, you can paint a legal at this age. Oh, I never got used to walls, man. I think nah. people... 
people have a look at my artwork and that, you know, if you put a ruler underneath all of them and that and just cut the bottoms off, that's the way I always envisioned them sort of thing and that. I just could never – Bro, Never see it any other way. Bro, listen to me. I was going to say, man, and I was going to say it earlier, it was like your style was designed for a train. I just never adapted, you know? man. I just, yeah, yeah like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I did walls and stuff and that, and you start dabbling in trains, and I've said this before, but once you start getting into it, man, you don't want to do anything else. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, like, yeah, I was getting right into it, man. It was cool. And then, um, you know, you just want to go bigger and better, so I will try and top the bottoms and then move the whole cars and bloody mm. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. Yeah, dude, no. And the same thing happened in Europe as well, you know. I like just started off smaller and started getting bigger because I, I also I'd learned a lot from the first time around. It's where it's not screw around here, man. Again, let's treat it like it's the last. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go big if we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, like, you know, different. Look, other people have had holidays overseas just gone mad, mate. Of and uh, certainly mine doesn't compare to some of their adventures. But I was pretty happy with it being an older guy. Being able to have another go on the train yards again after all those years, like it was going back to the 80s, it was cool, man. Yeah, dude. So yeah. I really appreciated that. But, um, you know, and I, I appreciated, you know, people go, oh, you did a train in New York. No, I didn't, man. I did a couple of fake trains. And that's mm. as close as I'm ever going to get on over there. I don't think I'll be jumping in a yard or anything in that. Uh, listen, bro, I think I – think oh, Sorry, I'm not that guy that wants to go to Rikers or anything, man. Yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> not ready for an up north trip. Hey, <laughs> mate, if you can't do the crime, you know, yeah. don't, you know, if you can't do the time, sorry, you don't do the crime sort of thing, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate, that's it. <laughs> no, I'll wear my stripes with a few things and now I don't need to revisit that shit. But, of, course, um, of, course, of course. Yeah, no, the, the, the fake one's good enough for me, man. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to know illusions what it's all about either and that. You know, it's just a wall, really, but a pretty cool one and that. And, yeah. Hey, hey, mate. I've, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, like oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself to be able to just do a piece that's okay in that, man, and in New York and that. And so, yeah. you know, it's not, not brilliant or anything in that, but it's not disgusting either, man. I'm going to hold my head up and the guys that saw it and they go, you know what, that's all right, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not raving on about it either, but yeah. And, and you know, that I don't know. I think that's cool. I couldn't have done that years ago. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I'd have shit myself, man. But, you know, you, you're there with the lads and you're just holding your own and, Representing Australia and yeah, dude, and to paint illegally. It's there. cool, man. Yeah, straight up, dude. It's cool, and they dig it too. They go, "Well, these guys come over from all these different places. Yeah, yeah we dig it and that." It's a fucking achievement, man. Regardless, anything, and, and, and you, you know? have conversations with them and that, and you have similar sort of stories. And mm. they, obviously, those sorts of guys doing it a little bit earlier and that, but they're all very similar stories and. Mm. Yeah, and once they know you've done a few trains and shit, like, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's cool, man. No, it's good to end. I, yeah, I always like that connection with writers and that all around the world and that and interstate and all sorts of stuff and that, eh? but, you know. That's it, man. Everyone, everyone gets along so well most of the time and, um, you know, networks with one another and helps one another out and you stay at my place and I'll stay at yours. And, yeah, dude, so it's Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. And then it broadens the perspectives too, so you come back here and it's yeah. just like, you know, you, you feel fucking reborn sometimes, you know. I know when we've returned. And it's the only way to have a proper – yeah, and it's the only way to have a proper bloody uh, tourist experience as well. Yeah, uh, you know, a proper experience of a country that's not a bullshit tourist one and that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real people, real food, real sights, real sounds, not just the bullshit regurgitated. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting on the fucking tourist bus but yeah. you're taking through the fucking, you know, everything. Yeah, and as you say, you get back from these things and it's so much more rewarding, man. Yeah, straight up, dude, straight up. I mean, you know, it's, dudes probably just never fathom and they go, yeah, I've been to such and such country and that, but, you know, I realise, man, I was painting the subway too and that, man. I saw all aspects of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> I saw yeah. the art gallery you saw and I crossed the same bridge you did. Yeah, man. That was another night, man, I was... <laughs> <laughs> X amount of meters below the surface, having a go at such and such. You know, like these days can't even. 
that mind boggles, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, fuck, dude. Can I ask you, like, just, uh, man, I just want to ask you specifically about the, um, the, the, the fucking the plea one and the Mister Foism whole card that you did. That's in, um, that's in Wildfire. You know, like, there's a little bit of documentation on it in here, a few different photos and stuff like that. But '88, like, this is this is Adelaide's first whole card. Yeah, yeah, and you know, look, it's an Adelaide thing too, man. We're a bit behind the times of all that. They, they, other states have done their first whole cars way before all that. Yeah, like eighty six, eighty five, eighty six. I mean, if you. Go but again, you know, I was going to the yards a fair bit in that, you know, and then police sort of came up with this idea of like he'd never done a train before, and that's the only train he ever did, mm, mm, first mm. and last. And he really goes, oh, you know, yeah, he goes, oh, he always had, you know, big aspirations of these things as well, and now you know, let's just go big or go home sort of thing. So he said, you know, let's. Do this whole car. And he was one of the very few people that had a car at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that didn't get us there and back and that, but it helped out in, in some aspects of the of the whole mission to get it sort of sorted and that. But, um, yeah, yeah, look, oh, oh, I was going fairly regularly in that, you know, so um, it didn't make much difference to me sort of thing in that, whether it was big, small or whatever. But, hey, yeah, whatever, man, I'll be up with anything, you know. And, and myself and him were painting partners for quite some time. And so he said, you know, let's plan to do this thing. And he's extremely organised and motivated. And, mate, he had it down pat to, like, where we're getting every can from, basically, which shop where. Yeah. And, yeah, it had all sus. We had to paint pretty quickly, I think, for, you know, a week, week and a half or something or other. And then, um, yeah, stashed it out there and that and made this ladder and it wouldn't fit at my mum's house and then it wouldn't uh, fit in the car. And we had to bloody <laughs> deconstruct it and take the wood out there and actually make it out there. and stash it. Yeah. Stashed the ladder and the paint out there and that, and then caught the train out. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know that was an interesting night as well. That must have been that must have been an experience and an undertaking, man. Like not beyond it being Adelaide's first whole car, but you plea going in there, man, and going, okay, we're going to go fucking big. Like, I mean, the pieces themselves are window down, but you've taken out the entire fucking train. Like, how much? Paint- oh, again, you know, like it was all planned out and that, you know, about yeah. how much would be needed and that, and exactly how everything was going to look. You yeah, know, yeah. we we did sort of. Um- was it just the two years on it? Anyone else filling in or anything like that? Just the two of you? Yeah, no, it was just the two of us on it, but I think there was a couple of people that sort of helped out towards the end and that, maybe filled in a patch here and there and that. You know, that puzzle was one of them. Ah, well, but um, yep. yeah, no, I can't, I can't really remember 100. percent That's a pretty hazy sort of thing and that. How does puzzle wind up in the mix there? Oh uh, well, see, Armsy was in Adelaide at the time, and Armsy would go back and forth from Adelaide to Melbourne and that. He loved Melbourne and that, but his mum lived in Adelaide. And Often he'd find himself in Adelaide anyway, whether he liked it or not. Yeah. So anyway, he was staying over here at the time and that at his mum's place and that. And then, you know, he's friends of all these guys from the Hurstbridge line as well and that. Yeah. And um, they ended up coming over to see him. And I think it was something like, uh, what, jeez, uh, who was there? It was Puzzle, Satin, or Baffle, and um, was it Steam? Yeah, it was, Steam. Yeah, 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 dude. I've got the. Yeah, so the, f- yeah, so the three of them came. Yeah, 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 so the three of them came over and they were hanging out with Armsy. And look, I'll be quite honest with you, man. It gave me the shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to write about this because it doesn't matter after all these years anyway. And that, yeah. it gives a shit, mate. It's, it's history, man. And, and and yeah, I can smile about it now, but at the time, it gave me the shits. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to understand, um, you know, Plea was an extremely organised individual, as I said. Yes, okay. So myself and him, you know, we plan to do this thing. And you got to understand also, man, I was pretty red hot, man, yeah, yeah, from yeah. doing all this stuff and that, mate. Now, now, what is this bloke catching this train in that direction, the last one? Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like, come on, man. You know, they know you don't live out there. Yeah, dude. So the wrong person saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, that, mate, it's going to com- bring it completely undone. So I think the whole plan was originally it was just going to be the two of us. Yeah. He sits in one section. I sit in another section of the car. It was probably a two-car going out there and that, and there wouldn't have been many people on the train. You've got the conductor going up and down. And, again, if the conductor ends up knowing one of us, mate, it's all over. And there have been plenty of stories of people travelling out to um, out to the yard and that, you know, and getting all the way out there and that only for, you know, things to to come undone and that, you know, and the whole night gets blown, so to speak, and that. Yeah, yeah, fuck, of course. And then you're stuck out there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but anyway, you know, so we can't, yeah, we, we're waiting for this last one on that. And then these three, you know, four guys pop up at the train station because arms you don't live far from the city. And they're just late night walking around, sort of thing. What are you blokes up to? And you got to understand, also, man, like, Plea, what, what was he doing in a train station at that time of night? Yeah, yeah. Me was one thing. Him, no, mate, fish out of water. Two of us, late night, mate, it didn't take them long. Like, what are you blokes up to? <laughs> and anyway, they, they just were sort of a bit red hot and that and sort of worked it out and that, man. And I, I don't remember the details 100% whether they had paint with them or went and got paint or whatever. I can't even remember, man. Mm-hmm. But they insisted on coming with us whether they liked it or not. And I'm pretty sure Armsy said that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. goes, we're coming anyway and that. And I thought, all right, we're going to have to tell them what we're doing and that and get these guys involved properly, man. We're all going to come undone. Yeah. One of them was wearing bloody Adidas tracksuit pants and all sorts of shit, man. I thought, this is good, man, because we thought about all that sort of stuff, you know. We're not going to jump on their Run DMC T-shirts yeah. or whatever and that, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, we ended up going out there, and I don't remember so much after that because it was all pretty intense, of course. And I don't, These guys did panels, and I don't really remember what they looked like either because I wasn't paying attention because I was doing what I was doing. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. um I, I sort of got a vague recollection of spending more time on my panel probably than Plea did on his, and so he was therefore a little bit more responsible for the background than I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, we ended up leaving and um, got back to the city in various ways and, um, yeah. Fucking achievement, mate. Like, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah, when we got to the city, <laughs> okay, <laughs> It was bloody red hot, mate. Yeah. We got to the city and that, but it stays the old Adelaide and that, so we just cruise into the station and that. We're staying, sitting on the platform and that, you know, just watching all this damage roll in <laughs> bit by bit, and it's just getting worse and worse, like more oh, and more hammered. Fuck. I remember this one rolled in from Armsy, and I got a photo of it too. I don't know what he was thinking, but he just did an arm throw up, A-R-M, and no S on the end. Yeah. And the next day I had to all you funky transits, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good laugh and that. Yeah. And then it was that moment of like, this is it sort of thing in that, man, where it was pulling in and that, and we were just blowing away and that. And um, I remember Armsy in Esteem too, bloody uh, doing this bloody uh, linking arms and bloody running around in circles and that, and <laughs> all going, ooly, ooly, ooly sort of thing and that, and just celebrating and that. And elated, that. It was, elated. It was just, everyone was just jumping for joy sort of thing yeah. and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're taking photos hanging out the windows and all the paint's still sticky because it's kill rust and, uh, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it was all cool. And then, you know, all the platform guys and that, <laughs> Jerry, to what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. obvious these blokes are responsible. Yeah, we think they are. Young cunts fucking yahooing on the platform. Maybe what's rolling in? <laughs> so, yeah, we clicked all of it as well. And then we think, okay, it's time to leave and that. So, really, the only way out of there, unless you want to go bloody trackside and that is to run through the barriers and that so that's what we chose to do so yeah. we were running towards the barriers and all these staff had linked arms and that to try and 
create a barrier to stop us. So they're like, you know, and I don't know, bloody cleaners and bloody ticket inspectors or whatever and that, conductors, whatever, and that, all linking arms. Oh, we just burst from them and all went yeah, in different directions and vig- that. Vigilantes, mate. You wouldn't think they were paid enough uh, to fucking worry, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, but, yeah, honestly. I talk about in the book and that. I don't know where those guys went in that, man, but I went up to this wall called TJ Wall that overlooks the yards and that, mm. and um, yeah, I saw it all rolling back out into the yard and that, man. I'll never forget that. I can still see it now. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was just there on my own. I had no camera, no nothing. Yeah. But, again, you know, we thought it was pretty cool. We got these photographs. We'll be right. Dude, I love it. Sorry. But I just thought, what am I going to do now? So, yeah, again, in the book, you know, I, was, I headed off to Wiki's place because he lived in the city. Yeah, and that yeah. was pretty cool too, you know, because that was a double whammy sort of thing. I was like, I'd love you to get photos, mate. But, again, you know, like I always looked up there and that, and I've come to tell you that we've yeah. done Adelaide's first whole car, mate. Yeah. You know, and, like, you know, I thought it was pretty cool news to, to impart on him. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just – he just grasped it straight away, man, and grabbed the camera and goes, wait here, man. <laughs> and, and, the fo- and off he went and climbed up a tree. Yeah, that photo, bro, that's what I was about to say. That photo from, like, you know, he's climbed up a tree with his take and I'm looking at it now, yeah. man. I've got it sitting open on the table, man. It's a fucking great shot, bro. It was blurry and it's fucking, you know. Well, that it's- one that's running on its own, it's a one car. So it came in, it was like a four car or something, rather, and they split it up. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. It's, it's running out to go back into the yard from the photograph or whatever and clean it. And, um, okay, yeah, yeah, so that's off to the buff. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so we, um, you know, he's just snapped that one. But you've got to understand that photograph, and this is, this is um, you know, kudos to bloody Puzzle and Puzzle Press. That, that photograph's only about, you know, the actual train itself is about two inches across or something. It's a tiny photograph, man, that train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even the size of your finger. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he's blowing it up to, to the size he has and it works and that, you know, and then and shows the car in its entirety and oh, that. But so that's uh, yeah. fucking – okay, so that's a that's a blown-up photo, hence like the sort of fucking – Massively blown up. Yeah. My copy of that photograph is about the size of two postage stamps. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it is. Like it's just bloody tiny. But, yeah, this is all we had for a few years and that. And then, yeah, as it says in the book and that, you know, DK and Rain. Yeah. Ended up scoring his other photographs and then, you know, yeah, DK rang me up and he goes, you wouldn't believe what I've got. And he told me, oh, you've got to be kidding me, man. Yeah. This is like two years later or something. They thought it was long gone. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Jesus, that's unreal. But, yeah, these photographs that were taken earlier with us hanging out the platform and all the rest of it, like we overexposed the film because yeah. all the security and that rocked up. Now, yeah. that didn't really need to be done in hindsight, but uh, whatever, man. Like, it was a spare of the moment. And things worked yeah. out well. But the only, the only bad thing is that we never got yeah, never got photographs of these other guys' panels. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because so they never turned up years later, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. yeah, maybe one day they still will. But, yeah, I, I suspect they're probably gone, unfortunately. You might be sitting out there as negative somewhere. You never know. You know, like, just fucking... Well, as far as I understand, it. yeah, the majority of trans- transit police photographs of trains and damage and stuff done in Adelaide and that rule Polaroids. Is that so right? there are no copies and who knows, maybe these two were the only evidence they had. I haven't got a clue. But, um, yeah, no. look, I doubt very much there's any great sort of catalogue of early stuff going on. Completely yeah. different now, completely different a little bit later. Yes. But yeah, back yeah. then, yeah, very hit and miss. I also heard that they only photographed about 30% of stuff that was done. Really? Yeah? So, you know, these are all, you know, rumours and, you know, hearsay, yeah, innuendo, right. whatever. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's some truth to it. And I do understand the Adelaide psyche a little bit with all these sorts of things and how lax they were with all these sorts of things. I mean, in the early 90s when the Melbourne Transits came over and, 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 and ruffled a few feathers with a few house raids and that, they just laughed at the coppers over here. I'll bet. 
I'll fucking and bet. just said, I can't believe how, you know, immature you are with all this, like you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And there were instances, I think, apparently where the Melbourne transits were getting heavy and that, and the Adelaide one stepped in and goes, no, mate, back off a little bit, you know. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so, no, it's interesting like that. Yeah, because some of the stories those boys tell over there, like Peter fucking, what's his name, Peter Andrews, you know, like like you know what they dealt with oh, with him. Peter Melbourne, Peter yeah. Stevens, oh, Peter Stevens, Peter Stevens, yeah, yeah Tom spoken. Andrews in Sydney. That's it. Yeah, man, we've spoken about these guys are hanging episodes. people off bridges, guns in mouths. Oh, can't like fucking beating them to pulps and send shit a like. set of shoes to bloody you know, yeah, um, yeah. dropping bloody hospital off. and that. Man, yeah. like the fucking stories, like the stories we've gotten just on this podcast alone from that dude. Did, how, how was your relationship? I mean, obviously, fucking, you probably didn't have a great one, but your relationship with the authorities in Adelaide, you were just saying, like, Melbourne Transits came over to what school, the Adelaide Transits or whatever. Like, how did things progress from there, you know, specifically with you? I don't know, man. I just took it as one big cat and mouse game, quite yeah, frankly. Your job's to paint. But I also learned answer. down the track and that as well. You know, I used to bait them and all sorts of stuff as well and that, you know, and I won't go into detail with it all, but... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nah, we have some bloody fun times, quite frankly, in that, in hindsight. But, yeah, it was a bit of cat and mouse sort of stuff going on in that. And I just sort of treated it as a game. And, thankfully, we sort of had an Adelaide thing where, you know, most of them just treated it as a job and didn't go above and beyond. Yeah. They yeah. didn't put guns in people's mouths. They didn't hang them off bridges. They didn't do any of that stuff. I can't even remember hearing about any kid being beaten up, to be honest. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I just That was not their scope over here. They don't raid houses like they do elsewhere. And they do that sort of stuff now, but they didn't bat then, so to speak, you know, like. Mm. There was a bit of it going on in that, but it was generally probably for something else. Like, graffiti wasn't considered a big sort of thing. Okay. Who, who like, it shouldn't be in a way. Was, was, you know, was anyone made an example of over there early? You know, like, I mean, once again, just with this podcast going back, we've had Casino on and Casino here up up here in Queensland, I think in 80, yeah, 88, like when Expo came to came to uh, Brisbane, they locked mm. it. He got caught for panels up here and they fucking, they threw him away, man. He did fucking proper time, like Boggo Road Jail. They didn't fucking stick him in a boys' home or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Boggo Road. They, <laughs> yeah, nah, man, yeah, exactly. They stuck a kid in with fucking, you know, you know, heavy cunts, yeah. man, you know, and for fucking like 18 months or no, might have been less. He might have got 18 months and did seven or something like that. But like, you know, a fucking kid, man. Nah, man nothing seven. too serious like that here. Yeah. I mean, later on in that, things might have got a bit more serious than that. But mm, um, mm, mm, mm. Uh, generally, you know, I think some of these guys are up to a bit more than just painting trains now at times now, you know, and I think a lot of that sort of overshadows yeah. what's going on with any train stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, and, true, um, true, 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 true. And those sort of really professional guys and that, man, are still doing this stuff and that and getting away with it and, that, you know, there are no issues. So, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. they're just playing the cat and mouse game, you know, incredibly well. Yeah, man. But, you know, it's a whole different world out there these days now. I don't quite understand or know what goes on with the younger people, of course, but, yeah. No, in our day it wasn't so much of an issue. There certainly was a lot of police, uh, uh, sorry, transit police sort of um, activity going on and that. They'd drive around and hassle certain people and hang out at stations and, yeah, look, there's some close calls and all sorts of stuff and some people got pinged, but nothing too outrageous in that. Um, and, 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 and generally not for bloody, you know, graffiti-related stuff a lot of the time either, you know. I might just be drunk and disorderly, quite frankly. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. <laughs> Something petty, like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like, yeah. They'll get you for the petty crime that goes alongside the graffiti, you know. If they can't get you for painting something, they'll get you. Yeah, or, you know, catch you with a marker or something or other. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 exactly right, man. Exactly. Yeah, no, there were, there were a couple of, you know, transit, so a few sort of names over here that stood out, and that was a bloke that we nicknamed Blondie and um, – there was another transit, Rose was his last name, and another bloke, Ches. 
And Ches and Rose was sort of the graffiti squad. They were, they were our, uh, our Stevens and Farnsworth yep, yep. sort of situation and that, you know, but they weren't heavy guys and that by any means. Nah. But um, I think maybe Ches might have smacked a couple of people occasionally or, so, or pushed them or something. He will maybe just gave the impression that he would. I don't know. But I never saw any of that sort of stuff. But, again, those guys seem to be pretty professional with their job and that, my, and, and my interaction with them and that. Again, it was just that cat and mouse we sort of know what you're up to, we think, and go, yeah, I sort of know what you're up to, I think. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Look, ultimately with these things and that, you know, as well, you know, like I just think if you push it often enough and that, you know, you'll learn that the system will always win. You've got to know your limits a little bit with it all and that, you know, but, yeah. Right. The system's but designed again, to win, you know. Yeah, you, 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 know, you don't want to get too close with it all and that and, um, yeah. Nah. Certainly being, you know, I look at – I think of um, people as far as I know, like Lee in New York. Mm, mm, he yeah. never never been caught. Yeah, I heard that too. I you know what I mean? Me. So um, you know, yeah. guys like that. You know, just thinking things through properly and that. And even I think, fuck, like Pest. When we had him on, I'm pretty sure he said he never like you know he he had a couple of heavy handed, um, you know, he- heavy handed encounters with the um yeah. with the transits down there. But I don't think he ever copped any major any kind of major heat. I'm pretty sure from yeah. memory. Like, uh, some dudes are pretty good with it all, man, and that, you know, like they just think things through and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, right. I drank too much when I was younger and that, man, so I was just very yeah. <laughs> very loose with some things <laughs> at some time, so, yeah. yeah. That's it, mate, that's it. Uh, listen, dude, listen, we've had you over for a couple of hours, man. I mean, fuck, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, maybe we wrap it up now, but I wanted to ask you, you know, like, I mean, you've – I mean, this is an amazing documentation, man, this book, if we haven't stated it enough from, you know, from the fucking jump over the course of, you know, what are we running at, Russ? Two hours and, you know, yeah, 210, two, you know, going on fucking two hours, two, you know, two and a quarter hours or whatever. But, like, I mean, dudes like, you know, man, tense, you know, rank, um, you know, some of these amazing writers that came out of Adelaide, man, that made, well, you know, they get a bit of shine now thanks to this book and, you know, we saw them in Full Effect magazine early on, but... Like the influence of some of those dudes. I mean, tense. I mean, you know, just going through Wildfire, man, his cold chilling panel, you know, rank style, like rank style in general, you know, but just, you know, some of these dudes are Mark, Ambush, Tarns, you know, Cab, Risk, you know, like, man, I mean, you guys churned out some fucking world-class writers, man, you know, like there's no real question yeah, in there. Well, but, I think you know, we're sort of living in our own bubble a bit and that, you know, so yeah. you have your own influences and that and so yeah. Yeah, you go your own direction and that a little bit and that. And, yeah, it was a little bit later on obviously when, you know, a bit more exposure to other states with things changed a bit in that. But, um, yeah, certainly. Yeah, you know, if you want to compare rank and tents, for instance, you know, different sides of the city in that slightly different era, you know, like tents is a little bit earlier in that. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, different environment. And, um, you know, one's a train line guy, one's an O-Bahn guy. Yeah. You know, rank ended up doing trains and stuff later on, lived on a line on that, but initially no. And, yeah, so no, it's just a bit different like that. And, yeah, one's in the round nozzles, one's in the pullbacks. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, one, of- one would go and probably buy his paint most of the time and that, you know, and one would rack everything going, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, different characters, but, yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Very, very different guys, but, yeah. Definitely. Kano, I, I mean, re- react, you know, like, fuck, man. I mean, you know, some of these writers, dude, I remember early on um, – 
you know, uh, Adelaide, uh, JBL visiting Brisbane, you know, because, you know, TH, yeah. THC up here, like I sort of grew up on the south side of Brisbane, so THC were like fucking, yep. they were like the gods up here. And, you know, if anyone ever saw a little early, early hype mags, you know, they were quite. Yeah, JBL's got some great history too, man. Yeah. It's, you know, had a couple of sort of incarnations of it and that, but it's carried on. And mm-hmm. There was, dude, there was, yeah. there was JBL. There was a cool thing of the book too, man, that, that was uh, brought up with me the other day, um, that just, um, that the older generation and then, you know, an older sort of, part of JBL and the newer sort of part of JBL, you know, the book sort of brought it all together and healed a couple of older sort of slight wounds, so to speak. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's cool like that. Yeah, I remember like there was even fucking just like um, just up here, man, there was these JBL THC tags that were up from like 93 or something just outside of Fortitude Valley. Like the Valley Station yeah. here is just outside of our central station, so just outside of the cities. The next station's yeah. next station heading north is Fortitude Valley and then going into Bowen Hills. I remember for years, mate, I was going to work out there and, man, for years I'd always wonder, I'd be like, man, how fucking, when, when did this, and, you know, I remember someone telling me, they're like, oh, yeah, JBL, I can't remember who came up and they've even informed someone listening to the podcast because I think I brought this up on in the past on the podcast. But seriously, I mean, these JBL tags were there for fuck. Yeah, I knew there was a Queensland-Adelaide sort of connection with JBL and yeah. I think that might have been through Frey somehow. Oh, that could be it. But, but as it. to who actually went up there or whatever, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really sure about all that. Yeah. But yeah, those guys certainly have... Um, yeah. yeah, well, ever who in a few different states, and that, that's for sure. Yeah, whoever did it, man, they climbed up this fence, and these tags were there, mate. These tags were there for fucking two decades. Oh, they're plus. all very motivated. Yeah, 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 yeah no doubt. No, they're all no extremely doubt. motivated, that's for sure. No doubt. But fuck, dude, listen, as are you, man, because, you know, you've gone and, mate, you've gone and made this happen, man. David House and Faux RCF, who we've been talking to for the past fucking, you know, going on 2020 now, man. Listen, bro, like, I can't thank you enough for your time, man. I, you know, like, Oh, thank you, mate. Nah, man, like this is just, you know, this is just another classic interview, another, you know, another classic conversation and just, man, send people in the direction of this book, man, where they head, Puzzle Press? Yeah, puzzlepress.com, mate, is yep. uh, the place to go with one Z. Yeah, with one Z. How, how's it selling? Still copies available? Yeah, yeah, there's still copies available and that, you know, it won't last forever and that and no, uh, hopefully if it doesn't last forever, I'd like, no. to, you know, to see it all finished and you know and for any- see what goes on from there but yeah, um exactly. yeah and for anyone that ever missed out on king's way don't miss out on this man because you know a copy of king's way goes for fucking half a week's wage on ebay these days man you're paying like oh, three, bucks, <laughs> yeah you know? it's certainly going to go up in price you yeah, know it's man. uh yeah it's a keeper this book yeah. you know um Get your hands on it immediately, man. Like it's a, it's a, it's a fucking, it's just a masterful documentation, man. And you deserve the credit. You deserve to be applauded for what you've done with it. And as do you know, as does fucking anyone else that contributed to this fucking book, man. Like it's, it's no, incredible. thanks very much, man. And, and no, I'm all, glad it's been so well received. Yeah, and all your achievements over the years too, bro. Beyond anything else, man. Just your contributions, you know. Like oh I, yeah, I hold my head up a little bit with it and that, man. It's yeah. So you should, bro. Uh, so it's been good fun, man. Nah, man. Well, thank you for your time, David, bro. Like, man, this is fucking. I oh, dude, man. Social media. Do you want to just shout anything out? Is there anything you want to let people know? Uh, I thought you covered on the spot. Yeah, no, not necessarily, mate. Fucking leave you with that. Actually, dude, you know what I was going to ask you, man? Merrick Watts from American Rosso. Oh, you know, like I grew up yeah. on like you know the old American Rosso show on Triple J and all that sort of shit. Man, those cunts were fucking yeah. hilarious. You know, Merrick Watts posting a photo of himself reading this very book on his social media. You know, that, that yeah. was, that was yeah. a great look. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he's an old writer, and that you know, so he's That's always kept heard, an interest hey? in that. And yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know people with connections with him and that. And um, yeah, no. So I'm glad that he, um, you know, ended up getting his hands on it. And yeah. then, yeah, to see all that was just brilliant because uh, it exposed it to um, a broader, you know, a different yeah. audience. Yeah, definitely, man. And, yeah. you know, and other sort of uh, radio personalities as well picked it up over here, and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, gave it a little bit of a plug, you know, just briefly on radio. But yeah, every publicity is good publicity. It so, is, um, it is indeed. yeah, no, that's what we'd like to actually, you know, sort of extend it further from the, the hip hop community and that to the wider audience because, um, yeah, it's regardless of, you know, yeah, regardless of what, you know, what, sub, what the subject matter is, it's a, it's a quality publication. That's um, it, bro. You know? that's and, it. and as someone said to me today, it's, it's a beautiful book. It's this is a sixty-five-year-old woman. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. She loves uh, loves graffiti uh, yeah. art and collects prints and stuff, and yeah. um, has the book. And um, yeah, she just says it's just a beautiful book. Well, it's just unique. <laughs> That's the way she put it. It's also unique in its packaging, man. Like the slide in, you know, like the you know, like the kind of folder thing that you can slide in and out, man. It's, it's oh, that was a limited edition, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it's an amazing. Yeah, yeah. The general edition is um, yeah a bit more standard, of course, but yeah. Um, yeah, same images, same quality. You can't go wrong. That's it, mate. That's it. You yeah, no, I think if you appreciate, you know, early graffiti um, in Australia and, and um, any part of the world, you know, this is a story you're going to want to have a look at, that's for sure. Yeah, mullets and bloody uh, yeah. marble wash and yeah, all the old fashions and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's all yeah. a part of it, the break dancing. Flannel, yeah. acid wash, fucking ge- acid wash denim, fucking man. The whole, yeah, it's, the whole it's a part of everyone's youth to a certain degree and that even if you weren't painting. It is, mate. It's fucking and I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, oh, that's a great, um, you know, idea for a book and that, you know, I'm going to investigate further now. He goes, oh, I used to see all that sort of stuff, you know. And as a lot of people say, you know, I didn't do any of it, I couldn't do any of it or whatever, or maybe I dabbled in it and I wasn't good enough, but, geez, I did like seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, and it brings back good memories. So, um, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about, bro. Listen, man, thank you for everything. Thank you for your time, man. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Shouts to everyone that's been hanging in with this podcast. We've been gone for the past four weeks, but we are back in effect hard body. We are back back out here. Bro, if you just want to hang on the line for two more minutes, we'll wrap this shit up. Man, head to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash or actually – Hopefully we're back into that Patreon by then, Russ. We should we ought to be back into everything we've been locked out as fucking stated from the outset. But you know we might get more into that in the coming weeks. You know, like because yeah, we got we got ass fucked somewhat. <laughs> but you know this has been Biz Beats and the Biz for another week, man. We are out here. Rate us on fucking iTunes, Spotify, blah 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 blah. Shouts my man Insidious. Shouts to David Houston for this magnificent book puzzle press. Head over there, make sure you get it. Bam, we're out of here.